The pair you are about to hear are not professionals. Their opinions and beliefs are not that. They are just two idiots that are spitting nonsense. episode today it's very it's decently late yeah it's pretty late we're starting this today after 11 p.m so uh it'll be up though don't worry yeah it'll be it'll it'll be up when it's up guys uh-huh. don't worry we we never uh miss recording night <laughs> doesn't mean it's recorded in the same or uh uploaded in the same day but we never miss recording night. no for these we usually do them wednesday or whenever if we have stuff occasionally earlier. we'll do them on tuesdays but that's like in a rare instance when we're not available on wednesday and if we don't do them we add them with something else because we're out of town so <laughs> right right and you guys get uh our little offhand episodes which are really fun yeah you know everything we do here is actually pretty fun i'm not complaining about anything we do this is like my favorite hobby that i've ever had yeah definitely uh speaking of fun how's your week been my week has been uh actually pretty good because Um, you have a new video game well (laughs) i wasn't even talking about the video game but yes i bought uh mass effect legendary edition you say you sunk 15 hours in like two days well, not yeah. 15... Yeah, yeah, about 15 hours in two days. Like, so, like, seven-hour days. Seven, seven-and-a-half-hour days. Yes, but those were also busy days. So, you played, like, first day, like, what'd you say, seven-and-a-half hours long? Yeah, I played seven-and-a-half <laughs> hours long, but I turned my other seven-and-a-half hours into, like, a two, three, three-hour sittings. Mm-hmm. Two, three, three-and-a-half mm-hmm. hour sittings, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, I'm feeling really OCD about... My uh, my missions list right now. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's bothering me. Uh, the assignments and missions lists. Uh, those are. Do you just have a lot of stuff? <sighs> yeah, yeah. Like it's a overloaded task board. Really. Oh no, that's that, that's always fun when that happens. I know, but then you got to cut them down. But as you cut more down, like two more pop up. It's like fucking Hydra, really. Like if Fallout has that issue where you'll go on a quest and then it doesn't matter what Fallout. Like all the Fallouts are pretty much the same on that. Yeah. Uh, you go on a quest. You but find I like you, little rabbit holes. It, like it, it is a lot. It is a rabbit hole, but in the sense that you just like get piled up with main quests and then side quests and then yeah. side side quests and it's like exactly so much stuff to do. You just gotta. It's a lot of prioritizing and figuring out. Right. Speaking <laughs> of prioritizing and figuring out, um, I have quit my food service job and successfully got another job at a security company. Yay. So that's security cool. Security firm. Security firm. Love that. Yay. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't sound... It, I'm, it, not, I'm not using using names, you know, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah. That I'm really good. happy about it this. It sounds like you, from what you have told me, it's in your wheelhouse, which is really good. And it works out for you because you don't have to go in all the time. Right, uh, right. I only have to go in every once in a while. And yeah. uh, I'll be mostly working from home. On Which doesn't... That, it, doing from, draft and design From work. what I know, that doesn't seem like it bothers you that much. because No, no. Yeah. Like, I, I like I like being at home. I like uh, being able to go take a shit in my toilet you know what i mean like <laughs> quietly knowing that only cats will bother me <laughs> yeah, pawing at the door sometimes right right or meowing underneath or the meowing. door and going in and then sitting in the in the sink and staring at you oh, while yeah. you're doing your business uh-huh the the real uh cat ownership thing yeah i can hear one right now yeah i know who got <clears throat> let down here i don't know 
I, I hope Katie closed the door. If they did, if she did, then that's fine. I think they, the second door might be closed, but they're still, like, at the base of the stairs. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, they're just being annoying. Being annoying for just annoying reasons. Yeah, pretty <clears> much. <throat> but uh, how about you? How has your week been, man? Hmm. Fun. <laughs> no, new job. In the sense, I don't want to say uh, I drive around a lot. <laughs> baby driver over here (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) you make it sound like i do sketchy shit i know i know well the way you said it made it sound like you do sketchy shit you say i drive around Uh, and that's all you said i drive around delivering goods and i get paid for it there you go but that still doesn't sound good right it doesn't sound good but that's fine it's fine i think we get the gist that works out yeah that works out pretty well um but also i had a a surprise uh this past weekend which was i have an apartment for my college time Mm -hmm. in springfield um i wasn't supposed to move out till the end of the month um which would have conflicted with some other plans i have with my girlfriend katie and some of her friends but luckily in in some grand scheme of things uh some stuff was figured out that i (laughs) There was there was mistakes made, but I don't have. I'm not mistakes pay- were made, lessons were learned. Yeah, and uh, he'll be staying at a new place. And, and not staying at a new place. I'm staying in the same place, but they they changed the lease because of the lease I signed was the wrong lease or something like that. It, it, I don't want to get into the specifics, but I was supposed to sign a different one because the one I was getting signed, they were going to charge me extra money for transferring into my new apartment, which was weird. Um, <clears throat> But I got that solved. But the issue was that I'm not moving at the end of the month now. I'm moving this Friday, which was this was two days out from the Friday that I was, which was the 23rd. So I had to go down to the apartment and pack up all my stuff before the new, Friday, like noon time when I have to turn in my keys. I also had to turn in my brother's keys, so he was gonna go with me. He rolled his ankle the day before. So that hindered some things. Luckily, Katie was able to come with me, and we got a storage unit. I got a storage unit in month three, which was really good because then I'm not staying there for a month because two weeks from now I'm going back down to move all my stuff into my new apartment. The issue was <clears throat> I didn't have any of the kitchen stuff and half of my stuff packed up. <laughs> so it was a lot of preparation and planning and we it oh it was it was a lot of work yeah it was just stressful the thing is i live on I, my old apartment i lived on the floor i'm moving into a new room on the same apartment building but instead i only i i live on the first floor that's nice yeah um but at I, the same time it's also not nice eh, because, it's like, gated it's fine we're pretty right? much good on that there's not really any issues the only issue you might have is if you're going to give put away trash in the trash can at night you might run into homeless people um <laughs> so um they but yeah no they're better at uh dealing with like people breaking into stuff and whatnot we've had that happen in the past but like it rarely rarely happens um <clears throat> what was i saying oh no my old apartment i lived on the fourth floor and there's Ugh. and there's only stairs <laughs> that sucks yeah but the thing is the reason <laughs> The reason why, so the first year I, li- I was down there, I lived on the third floor. 
me and three and two other of my roommates were like, we don't want to deal with the bullshit because we had loud ass neighbors above us, twenty four seven. I don't know what they were doing. It sounded like they were dog fighting or they were doing a wrestling match every single day above us. Right. Uh, at the worst time, always. And it, we could hear shouting, too. Um, so, in, in our instinct, we were like, let's... Oh, my God, I can hear the cats from here. Yeah, me too. Um, <clears throat> I, in our instinct, it was like, okay, for next year, we'll move up to this fourth floor so we don't have to deal with that. But then the lacks of that is there's no elevator, so... Move. We it was easy to move stuff from the third floor to the fourth floor, but it sucked moving stuff from the fourth floor down to the first floor. So, yeah, 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 I get it, I get it. Like so, yeah, yeah, a little rough. Yeah, little but rough. at least we it was done. It's done. Uh, no more of that. So <laughs> next next should be next time should be easy because I only have to go up zero flights of stairs. <laughs> zero flights of stairs. Better better to uh, drunk walk to the gas station. With <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but uh, if uh, that's everything, like let's get let's get cracking. Oh no, we have one more thing. We there's a note that oh yeah. By the way, that Friday the uh, Olympics have started. The 2020 Olympics. Woohoo! We're one year behind. Right, on those. The, to- the Tokyo 2020 Olympics I mean, are happening. It, happening in it, it's, 2021. It, it's pretty cool that they're happening. I guess because it's always a, a marvel or, or like they make it a big spectacle and shit like that. And it was really cool the opening. I don't know if you saw it. I, I didn't watch I, the opening. I I've, I've watched uh, some floor routines. Uh, I've wa- I watched swimming. I watch I watch all kinds of stuff I know. already. Like, but, but the the opening specifically was really cool. I think I explained it to you. <clears throat> they had a a three hundred drone display or something mm-hmm. like that, and it created the spherical logo that Tokyo has for the Olympics, as well as like Earth and stuff, right. like up in the sky. And it was all it was, it was really cool what they did. I only saw the video. I didn't see it like live, but. It it was really cool. Right. Um, the Olympic City is very high tech for what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I And that's going to be abandoned in a year. So, I know. Like it always creates such a mess behind it. It's burning money. I get, I get the spectacle, but it's also just burning money f- for it. And then... Uh, but in the spirit of that, Google did a thing. They have something uh, because every month or so, they'll always change up their their logo on their Google homepage. Right. And to be and it'll be inspired by something of the month or somebody who did something very historical. Right. Or just something so if it's general. like Martin Luther King's birthday, they'll put Martin Luther King on there. Yeah. Or like if it's Memorial Day, they'll change it to U.S. soldiers exactly. and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So and, if and, you've never seen a Google homepage, like what do you do? Yeah. <laughs> so in the spite of this, they did one for the Olympics and they did something really interesting, which I never, I didn't think they would do. So like the no internet game where if you have no internet you can play as a dinosaur which is really cool right they've also done this other for google chrome of course yes but for this one on their google homepage, they created something called doodle doodle champion island games and i only got to see the very gist of right it. right like but I, it's got me interested i know i showed i i, I told you about it like because I was, I was sitting there i was just like oh no like you have to click on that like ju- at least just watch the intro and yeah. you watch the intro it was super cute animation it's, it's a super like, cute anime like 2005 anime uh, like oh, intro uh rpg style and it, it's it, it's eight it's like pixel bit rpg style game but it has like i think it's the, the 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 theme of the olympics but still it has like a lot of fantasy stuff to it right yeah 
So uh, I'll probably play with that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like it, it's uh, it looks pretty fun. It's probably like a few, like thirty minutes or so. Something like that. Yeah. I don't think it'd take too much time to go through. Yeah, they same. built a full-on game. They built like a fucking ten-hour sim. Oh like, my god! <laughs> on the home page that you can only play in one shot. Uh huh. And then it's gone forever. Right. <laughs> oh my god! That makes me. That gives me so much anxiety. Uh. <laughs> but anyway, after that, let's just kick right into the news. Starting with, once again, Hades won another award. And uh, this time it's Game of the Year for 2021 Game Developer's Choice Awards. Which, it's a great game. I already got it. It's on Zach's pre-order list for Game Pass. Um, yeah, I don't have a good computer. So I, d- I only have two laptops. So <laughs> Right, right. I actually want to see when Hades comes out on Game Pass. I think it comes out uh, the beginning of the month on August. Maybe the 4th or something like that. Mm, August 13th. 13th. Yes. There you go. So, like, two weeks from now. But still. I'll still play it because I know it looks awesome. Right. Uh, Well, the award ceremony, which is part of the Game Developers Conference, or the GDC, uh, honored Supergiant Games' Games Greek myth-inspired roguelike with its top award. Additionally, Hades was also awarded Best Audio and Best Design, and I'm not going to lie, like, I really love the audio for that game. Yeah. Like, the soundtrack, you could listen to it by itself. Mm-hmm. Like, it's fantastic. The art looks pretty cool. The art is amazing. Yeah, it like, looks really good, and yeah. it looks really fluid for the game. It really is, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, well, other awards, uh, like, were handed to a bunch of other games, so uh, Best Audio went to Hades, Best Debut went to Phasmophobia, Best Design, Hades, Best Mobile game genshin impact of course uh innovation award dreams oh yeah dreams uh best narrative the last part of uh, the mm. last part of us too the last part of us too <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, oh, did i mention that it was 11 o'clock at night it is uh, the last part of us too you're gonna hear um, us go into a small a small fit of dementia at some point yeah yeah best technology um, <laughs> microsoft flight simulator i wonder if that's actually available on xbox one because i know it's coming to game pass soon right best visual art ghost of tsushima uh best VRAR game half-life alex uh audience award ghost of tsushima uh, Game of the Year, Hades, and Pioneer Award, Tom Fulp. Oh. Oh. The creator of Newgrounds. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he, he's the creator of Newgrounds. So All right, so... I should have included that at the I, end. I knew I heard about this. This just came out like a day or a day ago. Microsoft Flight Simulator is going to go to Xbox Game Pass, but only to Series X and S. So not my game. Not mine. I have to upgrade, and I have to find out how because everything's out of stock. So right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, what do we? Oh yeah, <clears throat> I could have read that at the end. What? That it was available August thirteenth. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even see that. <laughs> I know, I know. I just didn't get to the end yet. But uh, oh, also the Lifetime Achievement Award went to Laryn McWilliams, who was a twenty-eight uh, year industry veteran, the creative director of MMO Free Realms. I'm gonna copy paste her name and see yeah. what else she's done. Yeah, but yeah, she got a Lifetime Achievement Award. She must uh, she must have some sort of uh... full spectrum warrior. This is an Xbox game. Whoa, it's like a war game. I'd have to actually look into her like Wikipedia. There we go. Right. Okay, she has done a few things. 
Oh, wow. Really? Wait, what? Okay. So she was a game director for games for Disney and DreamWorks. Uh, lead designer for Full Spectrum Warrior at Pandemic Studios. Uh, worked with John Singleton and Snoop Dogg on a council game, Fear and Respect. Uh, yeah. Uh, she also worked on Elder Scrolls Daggerfall, which I don't... It doesn't say what she did, but it says she worked on it. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, that's fantastic. Good for her. But uh, <clears throat> flipping it around in another direction, we're going... Uh, from the real world news, you know, right into comic book news. So comic book video, not video game. We kind of this was the the one we had before was just something really easy to talk about because Hades is such a big thing. Right now. Uh, yeah, right now. So, but we're gonna talk about film shit. And starting off film shit, we always started off with uh, Marvel, because Marvel always has something to talk about. Uh, and one of the most recent things they, they have uh, started to say that it has begun production is Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Exciting. Uh, yeah. Exciting. And director Peyton Reed shares set, uh, his, the first set photo officially, um, which it, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania or Ant-Man and the Wasp or Ant-Man 3 uh, – <laughs> Kang uh, the Conqueror. Yeah, maybe. Kang the Conqueror Kang is going to be Conqueror. officially the main Our favorite Loki villain. villain. Yeah, uh, spoiler warning. It, it's not really spoiler warning. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. Uh, it the, <laughs> you just got to watch and Loki. He's not really a villain. <laughs> he's, it, 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 the one in Loki is not a villain. He's not a villain. The, but, one, the one that we're talking about is not a villain, but there are But there are others, which, specifically Kang. maybe Quantumania, which I'm just going to call it Quantumania. Well, no, not specifically just Quantumania. Like, because, like, like other they, ones, they, too. Yeah, they like confirmed that he's like the big bad, you know what yeah, I mean? But, so he's going to be relevant in every single thing that fucking comes out, including Spider-Man, which uh, comes out... Uh, in December? December. Yes, yeah. it does. Yeah, so but, it's a Christmas uh, movie, by the way. Uh-huh. Paul Rudd and... Uh, Jesus. Evangeline Lilly are set to return and reprise their roles as Scott Lang and Hope uh, Van Dyne. They will also be joined by Michael Douglas, of course, and Michelle Pfeiffer, who will be... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, who will be back as Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne? Why did you have to do that? I'm sorry, dude. There were so many F's. There is. Like, she has three F's in her name. And that P, like, uh-huh. which makes a f- sound because it's like silent. I know. Like so, that's like four. That's like four F's. Yeah. Like I. <laughs> they'll be joined by Jonathan Majors. I love which, that dude. Who, of course, is set to play the film's villain, Kang the Conqueror. He plays a perfect Or one villain, of the dude, many so variants of Kang. Yes, he plays a fantastic. I showed you the picture that John sh- uh, showed on Facebook, which it really. He was able to encapsulate the the ma- the masquerade of Willy Wonka in the same as- aspect. Yes, of them. like the madness, the sheer madness of Willy Wonka, and like the knowing of Willy Wonka. Uh-huh. You know, he's just like, I know what happens when you go down that golden <laughs> egg shoot, baby. I know what happens. Go ahead, just go. I want to see it happen. He, I think like, they picked a really perfect actor. For yeah, him. dude. Did. Like he was, and I want to see him. Some as, people just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> yeah, and I think this one's gonna be the evil Kang. And Bro, it's, Kang it's, would make a great Joker. Of Jonathan Major specifically. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, on top of that, Catherine Newton will make her MC debut as Scott Lang's daughter, Cassie Lang. Which, by the way, did they change the actor? They did because remember, it's been five years. He was oh, okay. in. He was. He. He. I don't think he was. He was in. He was in the blip. Is essentially. I think he was. Blip. 
No, he was in the <laughs> quantum realm right when it happened. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so he wasn't a part of it. I think his daughter might... I don't remember. His daughter's five years older. He got stuck in the blip. Uh, I thought he did time travel. Wasn't that the way that it happened? I don't... No, it, he he came back at the at the end, and he was just like... Uh, there was a bunch. He wa- remember he walked. He was walking around looking at all the missing posters and uh-huh. stuff of all the people. So like, he hasn't seen his daughter for a while. Then yes, ran. It's okay, been five years. All right, cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah, okay. So apparently this one is gonna be bigger than the first two films. Uh, the director himself said, "I think the third Ant Man movie is gonna be." A much bigger, more sprawling movie than the first two. It's uh, going to have a very, very different visual template. Yeah, of course. It's going to be more Doctor Strange. <laughs> it's going to be more, way more Doctor Strange. Way more alternate reality. Uh-huh. Insane just visuals everywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I really am excited for this one, too. Because yeah. this is definitely playing into Phase 4, which is the Kang, the beginning of the Kang saga. The Kang <clears throat> Rain. I, I guess, but I would call it Kang. I don't know. I like Kang Saga. Kang, Conqueror Saga. I don't know. Um, this one film comes out February 17th, 2023. So you got a while uh, since it just began production. And if I'm right, the set photo, which I forgot to talk about because that was what I brought up. Uh, is <laughs> We just started talking about it. Uh-huh, I know. It's, you have this little, you have this scary little rabbit as the set photo. Oh my God. <laughs> That's terrifying. I know, but I I like it. I, I think it's going to fit perfectly with whatever he did. <laughs> I want to buy play. one for my sister. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's scared of little creatures like it's a, It's a little rabbit, but it sometimes like demon red eyes and yeah. teeth and stuff like and that. And its mouth is like sharp teeth. And uh-huh. it, yeah. It's a danger bunny. That's da- the only Danger way. bunny. <laughs> okay. But uh, since we're still in the realm of, I guess, superhero... Well, the topic of super people... Um, <clears throat> or superhero villains shit um dc we got to talk about them because we actually have some news about them for now um fuck james gunn honestly why because <laughs> he was just like superhero movies are boring well i like i i get what he's saying if you read the article you only read the title uh-huh yeah exactly uh <laughs> i only read the title because james gunn isn't worth my time <laughs> Okay, the Suicide Squad's James I like Gunn. I like James Gunn as a uh, as a director. He does great stuff. So, so he's doing uh, Suicide Squad too, and he has do- uh, spoken with DC uh, for new projects after this. Uh, he has confirmed that he has spoken with DC and Warner Bros. for a new project set in the DC Extended Universe. Um, <clears throat> so basically, uh, he's gonna finish up with his Guardians of the Galaxy films for Marvel. Um, I think the third one will be his last. And then he's going to move over to DC and try to help them fix the shit that they have broken. Um, so, yeah. All right. I mean, that's pretty much it I have. Also, he's doing the Peacemaker series that comes out in 2022. Uh, in January 2022. Um, and, yeah, and Suicide Squad, he has... It's just officially just called The Suicide Squad. is his film set to hit HBO Max in theaters on August 5th. HBO. HBO. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think we could probably watch it, uh, on August 5th. Yeah, maybe. probably. Maybe. Um, maybe, 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 but yeah, this all, I think this all centers on whether this film is going to do good or not. I think it's going to do good. 
I'm Honestly. gonna watch it. Yeah. I don't know about other people, but I'm here for it. I wanna watch it. I like the weirdness of it. It yeah. looks really interesting. And I like that it's rated like, R. Like visually stunning. It, it looks look... visually good. And I yeah. like that it's rated R, so it gives him more leeway to do whatever he wants. And also I like that he said Warner Bros. didn't fuck with his production style in any way. Right. So I think what he intended for the film to be in there, that's all in the film. Um I hope so. Yeah. So uh pretty cool to see uh i know i mean i could get into who's playing in it but there's a lot of cast so yeah yeah there's quite a bit of cast <laughs> so uh just look it up because it comes out i think it comes out next week so yeah yeah uh, a week i don't know a week from thursday yeah, yeah. okay yeah so yeah but uh while we're still talking in the dceu realm Mm -hmm. uh michael b jordan will produce and potentially star in the black superman limited series for hbo max cool that's fantastic because i love michael b jordan i thought it was gonna be excuse me i thought it was gonna be a film that they were gonna do about the excuse me jesus uh whatever black superman they choose right <clears throat> because i know there's like a few alternate variations they can do or they're gonna do their own original story right either way i'm down with it yes just as long as they don't just take regular clark kent and plaster him and make him black right which i don't but, think that uh, that's not what they're gonna do i think they're gonna do their own focusing on wait what Oh, there it is. Oh, it says it right there, what they're actually doing. Okay. The actor and his production company, Outlier Society, are developing an HBO Max limited series focused on Val Zod, a black Kryptonian that holds the mantle of Superman. Uh, According to reports, Outlier Society has already tapped a writer to pen the the script for the series. Jordan is attached to produce and can potentially star, though the actor has not committed to the role. Uh, Valzad was the second character to take up the mantle of Superman in DC's New 52 era. Uh, after his parents were executed by the Kryptonian court, Val was sent to Earth 2, uh, an alternate universe version of DC's Prime Earth. Uh, Jordan and Outlier Society's limited series is not the same as the Superman film reboot in the works from writer Todd Nahisi Coates and producer J.J. Abrams. The Bad Robot Project has announced its intention to cast a black actor as Clark Kent slash Kal-El. Yep. In April, Jordan downplayed rumors that he was being courted for the role. Uh, Warner Bros. has uh, reportedly considered Jordan for the role of Superman in the past, exploring options for the actor to take on the mantle in 2018. Additionally, Jordan reported pitched uh, reportedly pitched a Superman project to Warner Bros. in early 2019. So it seems like our man is like really into comic books, you know what I mean? Like, on Earth 2, he is black, so it doesn't matter to me. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. Like this is a different Earth, so it's going to be entirely. Well, different that's than for Val. That's for Valzad. Like the that the other the other one that's in uh, production with a black th- that they want to do a black Superman uh, with is a movie, not the limited series. Oh, so by them, it's completely different. But they want to cast a black actor as Clark Kent slash Kel L. Okay. So there's two different things going on in this article. One of them is the majority of it's all about that, but they did mention. Uh, that it's not the same as the Superman film reboot in the works right now. The Superman film... There's so many things. Yeah, from Tani Hesey Coates and producer J.J. Abrams. There's a lot of things. It's a bad robot project, so... What has Bad Robot done that made me remember it? I've seen their title screen so many times. (laughs) Bad Robot! 
I've seen their titles. I don't know why I'm thinking about Hi, My Name is Cloverfield. They've done Cloverfield, the Star Trek films, Force Awakens, Cloverfield Lane. I think this is J.J. Abrams' own production company. Bad Robot? Yeah, it it is his own production company. Is it? Yeah. Oh, he's done Overlord, Mission Impossible. Yeah, I've Uh, seen I've seen the the I've seen it in all of those movies because um, I I know the I know that it popped in the back of my head with all the little kids saying it at the same time where they say Bad Robot and it's like a black screen with like a red robot that pops up yeah that one but i also remember the one where it just kind of it's like a field and then it just like pop, goes in and out oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah i know i know that one too uh-huh yeah so i remember i i know them they've done some stuff it's good and bad stuff but you know what we shall see there's a lot of properties i wonder if they're trying to do another mul- they're trying to copy the multiverse thing uh, speaking of multiverse thing, um, The Exorcist is getting a three-movie <clears throat> revival from Universal, Peacock, and Blumhouse. Oh, how fun. I know, right? Like, all the rights just landed for The Exorcist, and they are doing a... Like a... Like a... Uh, a continuation of the original series. They're making a saga out of it. They're making it a, a saga. So, uh, essentially... Uh, they're partnering with Blumhouse and Morgan Creek. The Halloween reboot director David Gordon Green will helm the first of the three movies. So they have Leslie Odom Jr., uh, who will be star uh, will star in what's being called a fresh new take of the beloved property, which is interesting. Joining Odom is Ellen Burson, who will be reprising her role as Chris McNeil from the 1973's Exorcist, uh, of which Burston was nominated for an Academy Award for actress in a lead role. Um, Blumhouse has already has always experienced incredible partnership from the team at Universal. Uh, this is a quote, by the way. And I'm grateful to Donna Langley and Jimmy Horowitz for believing in the vision of David's film and having the foresight to be flexible with distribution so the team feels top-notch support through the lifeline of the film. Yep, more they, <laughs> They're committed to theatrical ex- exhibition and will also serve streaming viewers well by bringing an exciting franchise like The Exorcist to Peacock 2, uh, said Jason Blum, CEO oh, okay. and founder of Blumhouse. I'm grateful to be working with David Robinson and the great team at Morgan Creek on this iconic franchise. So, um, That's the, cool. The first Exorcist revival film will hit theaters October 13, 2023. Wow. The original Exorcist movie is one of the most popular horror movies of all time, grossing $441 million domestically. The film was nominated for 10 Academy Awards, winning two for Best Sound and Best Writing. Because of the time, that film was uh, jarring for what was the norm right. at the time. Yeah. Uh, Green has already seen massive success in the revamping of the classic horror movie, which has a million <laughs> a million different variations. But Halloween, Halloween from 2018 yep. made $255 million worldwide, which I'm not even sure if I've seen it. There's Halloween, Halloween... Kills. Kills and Halloween Ends. Yeah. Uh, wait, no, 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 wait, hold on. The sequel to the movie Halloween There's... Kills will arrive on October 15th. Oh, so it is, it is the sequel. Then when does yes. Halloween Ends? Is that the, oh, the 2022 film. Okay, that's what I thought. It's yeah. the third one that comes out. All right. Oh, we should watch that Halloween, just for fun. I haven't seen it. Neither have um, I. I know it's a continuation of the original one. So this is like the... the we should watch all of the original Halloween movies. So like not, not, not the series ones, you understand what I'm saying? Uh, like, I mean like all of the first ones that have been rebooted. So we're watching the same movie over and over oh and over God. again, but in different variations. So Rob Zombie's version. Yes, yeah, so well. Rob Zombie's version. We'll watch like the, the, the first one from Green, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Which would be that 
that, and then you uh, have the original the OG. Yeah, version. the OG I with don't know Jamie Lee Curtis. I know that's what I'm saying. It's been revamped at least so, five times. So the other thing I want to talk about is people were wondering if Linda Blair, the person who was who was possessed in the original Exorcist, will be coming back, and she has said no. Yeah. Yes. She has said there are no plans for her to... Re- this is what I actually remember seeing. I did not know there was a reboot before uh, I, before seeing this article. But then you showed yeah. me this, so then it, I, I connected the pieces really quickly. Uh, yeah, so she is not going to be in the new trilogy reboot. <clears throat> so it looks like they're probably going to go in like a different direct- direction of like following a different story and stuff like that. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Like, so. whatever. I mean, like, it's so malleable at this point because it's been done so many times that you don't want to watch the same film over and over again. So I think it's almost kind of promising that mm-hmm. they already signed on for three films uh, with, like, help from, like, original actors just, and, like, stuff like that. One thing I hope they don't do <clears throat> is go for just cheesy, easy scare tactics. Like jump scares. Lots of jump scares and stuff like that. For a film like this, in my opinion... I think you need to go with the suspense and the idea of the unknown, which is what the original Exorcist kind of followed into. Right. Was this was something that they did not know, they could not explain, but they tried their best and their damnedest to uh, help out the best they can. Do you know the setting for The Exorcist? Yeah, I knew it. It's actually based on a real thing that happened in Missouri. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like is what I was saying, it happened in St. Louis. Uh-huh. Yeah, which... So. <laughs> Holler. Uh, yeah, so much fun. Uh, speaking of... what well, I, I had a good transition. Now I forgot it. It's okay. Well, anyway, while we're talking about horrifying things, we watched oh, the fucking Lamb trailer, dude. It's, a new, like, it's the next A24 film, which mm, I think I talked about this. A24 is getting bought out at some point. Um, but I, I say it's okay because I think it's going to give them more, uh, investments and more money and especially for stuff like this, because I like weird horror shit. Oh yeah. No, this is definitely and this weird is horror weird shit. horror, horror shit. So lamb, which is a, is it, there's a new trailer for it. It is made by the same person, uh, Vladimir Johannesson, who, uh, wrote forgive our butchering of these names because they're all very they're all nordic. ice they're all sla- uh, scandinavian so scandinavian pretty, icelandic yeah. nordic i don't know what else you want to call it viking <laughs> <laughs> yeah so vladimir johannesson uh he is working on the film called lamb and lamb is based wow wow okay it already has reviews i did not know this it has an 83% on Rotten Tomatoes already. It's an A24 film. I don't know what else you expected. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. That uh, means that it's been at the Sundance Festival for like 64 years. Yeah. And uh, a bunch of people have seen it already. Yeah, it, it actually won some awards and stuff. That's but... hilarious. I didn't even read that. The film made its premiere at the 2021 Cannes Film Festival under uh, the Uncertain Regard section. <laughs> where it would win the prize of originality. originality. Yeah, see, this wow. is, because this film is really... It it, it, ta- it takes on the idea. Uh, I want to tie it to a film that you hate. S- splice. No, no. Um, Episode uh, three of Full Metal Alchemist. Oh my god. Ooh. Brotherhood. Brotherhood. Yeah. Edward. Edward. Oh my. God. It's something like that, guys. It, it's, it's, in the, an, it's, it's an amalgamation. So, it's it's. Evil. I'm gonna, tr- I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna try my best to, to say these Nordic folk uh, names. This is teasing a Nordic folktale led by Nuni Rapace. 
I'm not. We'll gonna go s- with rapace. Yeah, rapace. As a woman raising a half-human, half-sheep hybrid as her own child, the film hails from writer-director Vladimir Johannesson and his featured directorial debut on a script he co-wrote with oh, Jesus Sean. Uh, who recently part- partnered with Robert Eggers. Robert Eggers is the guy who wrote Witch, that's right, uh, for his Viking epic, The Northman. Alongside uh, Rapace, the cast of the film includes Hilmer Snare, uh, Gun- Gunnarsson, The Witcher star Bjorn Hilnir, uh, Haraldson, and Everett's, uh, Everest's in- uh, Ingvar Sigurdsson. Uh, the lamb sent. This is an entirely Icelandic film, so it's be it's gonna be foreign I and stuff like that. I love the last name Sigurdsson. Yeah, it's a, I like the names. I know Ingvar Sigurdsson. Uh-huh. That's such an epic name. Yeah. <laughs> like really though, like yeah. I feel like I'm gonna take over a land if my name was Ingvar Sigurdsson. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Lamb centers on Rapace's Maria and Gunnarsson's Ingvar, a childless couple living in a royal a rural Iceland who make an alarming discovery of a newborn one day in their sheep barn. Somebody's been fucking the sheep, dude. That's the first thing that I thought. I was like, one of these, like, this dude fucked the sheep. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know what else to... Though excited at the prospect of building a family life, the defiance of the will of nature will soon bring devastating consequences. The film, you said, made its premiere in 2021 Cannes Film Festival under the uncertain regards section and won win a prize. Of re- Do you think there's people that walked out of this film because of how it, disturbing some, it was? Somebody was probably like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, the entire time, what the fuck am I watching? Oh, like, the trailer is so fun because it sets the tune to the Beach Boys 1960, 1966 track, God Only Knows, which I think is perfect for the film. So creepy. <laughs> it made it so what is creepy. With all these horror movies like taking all these fucking happy songs not even happy songs just good songs and slowing them down (laughs) to make them like frightening because you you when you when you take a song that you know and it actually gives you it has like a happy tune or something to it and you slow it (laughs) like the beginning of black widow yeah (laughs) (laughs) they took nirvana and they were like hello 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 I don't know what that intro was. That was such a a different intro for any Marvel film I've seen. Dude, that was like the scariest intro (laughs) ever. They were like stealing kids and shit. And there was a guy walking around like this fucking mafia boss. He's just like, the girls, the girls, bring them to me. Bring them to me. They're all widows now. Like you can just tell, you know Uh... what I mean? Like they were like having little children, women soldiers, like standing there in line saluting and shit. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, I don't know who made the intro, but that is a weird vibe. That was a off. weird vibe like, to put on the first the, That was the film. least, like, Disney film, like, uh-huh. I've seen out of, like, the entire, like, series of Marvel. Like, that is the least, that is, that is the least uh, child-friendly Marvel film, I think. The action was still pretty cool. No, the action was rad, dude. Like, at one point, it scared the fuck out of you, and I know it did because it was, that was It was just It was not, the missile. It, it was, was out of nowhere. <laughs> it was out of nowhere like it was literally out of nowhere she just fucking exploded i'm like no way she would have lived no no she's only human you know what i'm saying like just because she's scar scarjo you know what i mean like that doesn't mean that you're gonna fucking live when your car gets hit by a missile from taskmaster yeah like who has a fucking captain america shield and is better at wielding it than captain america (laughs) (laughs) oh we got so far off i'm so sorry no it's okay there's just a lot we there's a lot with black widow and we're eventually did we do that one already? The the 
the spitting spoiler short? No, we didn't do that. We didn't do Fear Street. We didn't like. We, okay. we just we have a backup of recordings. So All we right, have to, we'll get to uh, them eventually. But back onto Lamp. <laughs> Lamp. Uh, Lamb points towards uh, the story seeking to explore very real issues of a childless couple through the lens of a less popular horror subgenre, with the trailer cutting between glimpses of a normal sheep and a human hybrid walking alongside Rapace's character, as well as her vid- visiting an unknown grave. There appears to be an intriguing psychological nature to the bizarre situation and blah, blah, blah. And, and, <clears throat> and that could see the central couple simply projecting their desires onto the newborn. Yeah, no duh. Um, this film hits theaters in USA on October 8th. So I guess if you want to go see it, you can. I probably will. But maybe not in theaters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, we aren't gonna pay for this in the theaters. Yeah. Uh, I'm <laughs> still, gonna... I'm, in my opinion, I'm still interested because I like, I like the very interesting and surreal stuff that isn't really shown in any other film. We're gonna and, rent it. Don't worry. Don't yeah, worry. but like the thing is that that's why I like the horror genre stuff because it really touches on the unsettledness and the unexplainable and the stuff that you don't like. <laughs> <laughs> Me. Not you, but oh, like okay. this is the audience in general. Oh, okay. I was about to say, I was like, <laughs> like the controversial topics and stuff like no, that. No, I want to enter the Night Vale. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I, I don't have a good one. So, uh, since we're yeah. still in kind of horror s territory, do you remember a film from the 1980s with Arnold Schwarzenegger and an alien? Well, if you don't, that's just The Predator. That's simply The Predator. Oh, oh I was thinking that you were talking about when he played Mr. Freeze. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, uh, yeah, you're telling me chill. Chill, God. Uh, Predator came out 1987, so I was right on the timeline. Um, yeah, that was a pretty classic thing. Alien versus Predator. That's another thing. It's just the Predator is another alien in a sense, but dangerous and it hunts people. And it's been trying to go through reboots and reboots and stuff like that. You brought him up, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I think this is one of his wor- worst roles that he, he had to decide to choose. I don't know if anybody could hear this, but... <laughs> chill. Chill. I don't know. I hope they heard it. Yeah. Oh, well. That's pretty uh, fun. Uh, there's a new Predator coming out. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) batman the animated series started playing i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) um there's been predator one predator two predators which was the film in 2011 Mm -hmm. and then the predator which came out just recently you you forgot alien versus predator that's not a predator film that's a crossover film it doesn't count uh (laughs) It doesn't count. Uh, not for the Predator. This is Predator 5, essentially. They're making a new one. And this is a prequel to all the other stuff. It will explore the alien's first species visit to Earth. Uh, Danny uh, Trattenberg or ten, of 10 Cloverfield Lane, which you haven't seen, but I think you would really, really enjoy it. It's probably the best of the Cloverfield series films. Um, I didn't know it was a series. I watched the first one, and I was like, wow, they they made shit. They made, never they made three of them. They made three of them. <laughs> And the, t- the second one is probably the best. The third one is... Mm, eh. um, <laughs> uh, but uh, this has been in development of a movie titled Skull in 2019. And that would be set during the Civil War and would follow a 
Comanche woman who goes under gender nor against gender norms and traditions to become a warrior. In 2020, however, Skull was revealed to be the ne- next film in the Predator franchise with Amber Midthunder cast as the lead role. I've never heard of that. Amber Midthunder? I've never heard of that. That name. sounds like a porno name. <laughs> I've never heard of that name. Oh, okay. Uh, she has been in some stuff. Mainly Liam, ne- mainly Liam Neeson movies. Movie. Movies. Movies. Um, oh, I think I remember her from Legion, the series. Legion, Roswell, New Mexico, and Longmire. Yeah. I don't, I've never watched any of those. I watched Legion. Legion's really good. Um, <clears throat> the Predator franchise is an interesting sto- history of film. Uh, I can go into it and stuff like that. Uh, but they, I already kind of told you, in 1987, Arnold Schwarzenegger, the original one. Then there was the Chill. sequel 20, in 1991 for Predator 2. 13 years later, they made Alien vs. Predator in 2004 with a sequel in 2007. <clears throat> the main Predator franchise would not return till 2010 with Robert Rodriguez's produced Predators... Did okay. Eh. Um, then the Predator came out by Shane Black. Didn't really do good. Um, <clears throat> so they're kind of redoing it in a sense, but they're going back in time. Um, and essentially, he's kind of said that he wants to go, uh, that the Predators are going to have contact with humans as far back as the 18th century. Uh, and Skull's original long line before it was reeled as a Predator film teased that it would take place before settlers took native land, native Native American land, meaning this could take place even before the date of the pistol. Um, so we get back to like black uh, powder muskets and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. So that'd be cool to see uh, the high tech <laughs> Predator fucking up people in the 18th century. Right. Oh, like man. he's just coming in and fucking mass wiping them out while they're shooting arrows at him. <laughs> Starts laser beating him. them and then right, trying to club them with fucking uh, giant wooden clubs, uh-huh. and he's just like takes one swipe at them and they get blown in half. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, it's gonna be interesting. Thing, there's, there's pretty much not else to say, but it just says that the prequels and the works and uh, whatnot, and that will you will have to look out for it. Uh, so we'll see, we'll see what we see, bro. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. All Speaking right. of things that we'll see probably used again is the guy who created the Skywalker Luke Skywalker deep fake, uh, the viral one where they took yeah. Sebastian Stan's face. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he uh, put it over Luke Skywalker's face, and it was actually pretty. It was actually pretty good. Uh-huh. Uh, everything that he did, and uh, it it. It looks so good that Lucasfilm was like, wow, I really want to have this dude on our team and uh, hired him <laughs> from his online portfolio, like as what is what you would call it, really, like his YouTube much, channel, you yeah. know what I mean? Like that he now has a full like online portfolio from doing something that he just enjoyed. Yeah. You know definitely. what I mean? He was just like, ooh, you know what I like? Deep fakes and Star Wars. And he's like, so we're going to make some. And uh, yeah, you can find that online if you if you his guys are interested. YouTuber his, handle is yeah. Shamook. Yeah, Shamook is uh, his his video, which is really cool. He did a render of Surprise Cameo, The Landalorian. Yep, the one I said. Yep. Um. Yeah, he did. Oh wait, look, he also did other ones. Recast certain roles, like replacing Tom Cruise with Brendan Fraser in the mm-hmm. Mummy reboot, which is really good. Uh, the existing fe- effects of D. H. Luke Skywalker. Um. Uh, 
did blah 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 confirmed a few and it's really cool i think it's cool that they hired him for... replacing tom cruise with brendan I know. <laughs> that's so funny what i didn't even see that video did they use fat did they use fat brendan fraser they shouldn't I think he should have. They should have, because that would be fucking fantastic. Like, him, like, trying to, like, get on a fucking hot air balloon at the end of the fucking... (laughs) Trying to get out of a pyramid. Have you seen the the Mummy reboot? The Tom Cruise one? Uh The first half, I got bored. Okay, good, because it's just... It's really bad. It's like, such a ride. I got bored. Like, it was one of those things that I started at, like, 2 a.m. What is Russell like, Crowe doing? Why is he He's do- being unhinged. He's being... <laughs> <laughs> he's, ri- he's riding bitches off of the Literally road. unhinged. Literally. Yeah. Unhinged on his own psyche. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde shit right there. Speaking of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde shit, we got Rob Zombie over here. Rob Zombie, who's best known for his insane horror film well this not, not no they not, are insane let like let's just they're not say horror, how it is. would you consider they're, they're not they're horror, horror. horror you would consider them horror films yeah, like full yeah. on horror uh-huh. all right not so, foreign horror like not he, no he makes like, horror films that's what rob zombie full does. on horror is oh yeah full on horror yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. i thought you said foreign horror no for, like, foreign horror <laughs> that's a new genre right foreign uh, horror uh <laughs> if you say it fast enough it doesn't yeah sound like i know foreign horror foreign horror Oh uh, no! Uh, uh, Rob- why don't we just show off our Midwest accent while we're at it? Let's just start, like, uh, like, like, uh, you know, there's colored pencils and then there's the wax ones. What do oh, you call them? Oh, oh no! Wait, the wax ones? Yes. Yeah, so there's colored pencils, and then kids use the little wax oh, thing. Oh, crayons. You said crayon. What's wrong with crayon? Is it crayon? It's crayon. I don't like that. Me either. But like that's something that Midwest people say. They say crayon uh, instead of crayon. I don't like it. It's... People say crayon out other 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 places. I, I just call I, them crayons. I, here. I guess I get I get it. You're you're pronouncing you're pronunciating the O, but still like I I don't know. I I never learned no, it you're, that way. You're, I know that's what I'm saying. You call them crayons, oh. and that's that's what they are. Yeah, but Rob Zombie has done a lot of really intense horror shit and this time he's taking on something that's less intense of horror more uh intense on horror comedy and that's the monsters uh not monsters monsters like, no the monsters no the monsters <laughs> a prequel to uh space jam you know what i'd watch it if it was just about the monsters yeah like genuinely i would really love to watch that because they're like stupid idiots like yeah. it's awesome <laughs> it's like it's like larry moe and curly except aliens Ugh. My God! Yeah, I I can see it. Yeah. Um, but the monsters is getting a movie. It was originally like a nineteen fifties, nineteen sixty. It was black and white. Um, <clears throat> it was a old uh, uh series that was uh had basically a family of monsters, uh, just going about their daily lives. It's not. It was like it inspired the Adams family essentially. Yeah. Adams family took stuff from the mon- monsters. And Rob Zombie has been hired on as their director, which we talked about a while ago. Um, and he has d- shown off some design and concept work for the film on his own Instagram because people were worried about what he was going to do with this film because of his directorial style. <laughs> <laughs> I was just reading ahead. It says, I imagine the Munster family is a bunch of hillbilly hey, monsters monster. living in the backwoods of the South, capturing and brutally murdering, murdering any outsiders who pass through. Uh-huh. Oh. That's the film I want to see. It says, thankfully, it doesn't look like that's the direction he's taking no. the film. He's being more lighthearted, more true to the original Very concept, true. So. so some of the stuff, I'm going to... 
do this again. Some of the stuff he's showing off, he's he has oh, like wow. he has he has the the prosthetic of Frankenstein's head going on, which I think looks really like right for what exactly what it's going to look like for the character. It looks exactly what it is. You got where the house is actually going to be laid into the foundation. They're building the house from the ground up, which is really cool. Right. Uh, and he gave up some like specs of like what the house is and the blueprints they have for it, which I really like. Uh, another thing he shows off. Imagine it being cheaper to build a house from the ground up than to build a set for the monsters. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so he shows off uh, some uh, co- costume designs and stuff, which I really oh, like. For Lily? For Lily and Herman, uh, which are, I really like. This this is fun. I like this little set. The night count. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's got little cross uh, skulls from He's like got clogs on Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up, I think uh-huh. they're slippers, but they're, like they're cl- they look like clogs. I think they're clogs. I think they're actually clogs, like wooden clogs. Uh huh. And then he's got buttons that are skulls, which I really like. That's sick. Uh, and then you got uh, <clears throat> what's the wig? Can I can't remember his name. He's he's basically the grandfather, but that's a wig that's exactly like what his hair looks like and stuff. He he is basically keeping a homage to the exact like. Uh, series, which I think is going to really ha- make fans happy about it who have actually watched the series and whatnot. There's not much else about it because he's literally getting into the design and, produ- and pre-production phase. Um, so once that gets past that, we, I think this film will come out probably 2023, honestly, I'm thinking. So... Right. That's pretty much what I think. But yeah, I'm excited for that, but uh, because something else that I'm excited yeah, for, you know what? What? The new live-action Pokemon series. What? There's a live-action Pokemon There's series? There's a live-action Pokemon series, and the only reason that I'm excited is because Detective Pikachu did it right. Yes, like, and this is, ta- this is basically done, I think, by the same pe- people that did Detective Pikachu. So, yeah. <laughs> I know. that I, I'm, I'm excited. I like the way that the monsters look. Monsters? Pokemon. They're Pokemon. Uh, pocket monsters, but yeah. yeah pocket yeah. monsters. But, you know, I, I like the way that they looked on Detective Pikachu. They looked friendly, let, yet they looked dangerous at the same time. You know they did I mean? a good job with how the CGI would look for each Pokemon. That's what I'm saying. Like, Definitely did um, a really good job Because basing it off of <laughs> cartoons is based off of a 2D idea. You know what I mean? Like, what would they look like uh-huh. in 3D? Like, what would the colors look like? How would their fur move? Do they have fur? Do they have scales? You know what I mean? It's, like, a, it's a hard it's, concept to take because, like you said, from going to 2D, 3D, you have to take in so many different new features and stuff like that. Right, right. That's based what I'm on saying. what Based on like, what you're going for. Like, when the light hits it, what does it look like? If, if a Squirtle came through and used, like, water cannon on your Pokemon, what would it look like afterwards? Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, those kinds of things that, like, normal people wouldn't think about whenever they think about transferring a cartoon, yeah. like, over to an actual live-action Live-action film with high-definition CGI and exactly. stuff like that. You gotta get taken so much detail and they did a good job with they it. did a really good job and now they're making a live action series and it's, I'm okay with it's that. gonna be for netflix it's in very early development and joe henderson is attached to write and executive produce joe henderson is is also the co-showrunner and executive producer of the series lucifer which is coming to an end with its upcoming sixth season i know katie likes that series a lot you know i've never seen um well i have seen like that's a lie I've never watched it all the way through. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, Lucifer, are you, like, seasons in or something like that? No. no oh, okay. I have not watched uh, that. 
No, I yeah. haven't. Katie probably has told me. Katie has definitely told me about it, but I have not watched it. <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to figure out what else he's done. Um, please, just give me more stuff about it. Uh, oh, Graceland, Almost Human, White Collar. Um, those are some of the things he's done. So, yeah. Um, is there anything else that I put on here? Uh, the series is in early development. Hardly any details. They say the project will be a live-action series akin to Detective Pikachu, starring which was starred Ryan Reynolds and Joseph Smith in 2019. Um, they hope that Netflix and Henderson are able to create a great series that fans will enjoy. He's also developing another series for Netflix, which is an adaptation of his comic book Shadecraft. Um, Interesting. And he's also previously worked on shows such as Eleven Twenty Two Sixty Three, which I highly recommend, even oh, yeah? though that James Franco is the lead actor. Um, <clears throat> it's still it's a it's a Stephen King novel. Essentially, it's what happens if you went back and killed and you killed the assassinate the assassinator of JFK, and what would happen. It's gotcha. a, I really love love that that series, even though I, I, I still have to preface this. I don't condone James Franco for anything he's done. Fuck that dude. Um, <laughs> yeah, fuck that dude. Even Seth Rogen's like, hey man, I smoke a lot of pot. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> <laughs> fuck James. <laughs> it, 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 uh, I still, I still think that uh, the acting and stuff in the film and the show was really good. It's a limited series, so you only have to watch like a few six episodes. Six episodes. It's of on James. Yeah, Sorry guys. It's on Hulu. So. Um, the last thing that we have right before break, guys, yeah. is uh, Doctor Who's season 13's new trailer and new cast member. Whoa, what? Revealed. I know, I know. Like, I dropped off of this series. Uh, I'm just like curious what happened to... Well, then again, I didn't watch the Christmas special. Uh-huh. So, But I, I don't know what happened to uh, the, the black guy. Oh, you mean the one that has like... A dyspraxia? Dyspraxia, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, uh, what happened to him? What happened to the old one? Did he die? What do you mean? <sighs> That's what I'm saying. I don't Brady. know. Like, was his name Brady? No, no. no like, the stepdad of the black Bradley. Guy. I think his name was Bradley. The, the stepdad of the black guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't, yeah, 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 I don't know, I don't know uh, where he went either. I don't like, know. It's just absolutely strange to me, but then again, I could be missing this because I didn't watch the Christmas. I special, haven't watched so. season twelve, and and <laughs> that's my own fault. You, you're just behind. <laughs> and just behind, um, but yeah, they released a season three, season season three, season thirteen new trailer for it, um, and Jodie Whittaker is back. Chris Chibnall, which is was writing. a surprise after we knew how that ended uh, like a couple months ago. Chris, but I guess they already had a bunch of this uh, recording done. Probably. Uh, Chris Chibnall is writing and directing again. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, and the new cast member, his name is Jacob Anderson, who played Grey Worm in Game of Thrones. Anderson will play Vinder in Doctor Who, a character who Chibnall said he will make you root for him, and he breaks your heart. He's got the whole range. Mm. Uh, they have returning character Yaz, uh, who is uh, her companion. Yeah, yeah. And then they like, also have a new companion, John Bishop, as Don. Don. I don't know. Uh, you said Jacob Anderson, who is playing Grey Worm. Oh no, who played Grey Worm? Yeah, he played Grey Worm. He's gonna play Vendor in Doctor Who. A character who Chibnall said makes you root for him, he but and breaks your heart. He's got a whole range. Cool, I guess. Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, John Bishop is Dan. Yeah, so, Don. 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 That says Dan. Yeah, D-A-N. Don. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
it says every episode in this chapter and it is a, in, in a bigger story it's definitely the most ambitious thing we've ever done since in, on the series uh, familiar monsters will be returning in the upcoming season is it going to be familiar monsters from other seasons or this, the, the two seasons 11, uh, 11 and 12 I mean I hope they bring back those things with the big fucking eyes from Christopher Eccleston's time you know like the big worm ones that were in like the fucking not the White House but what's the equivalent over in the UK the, the Buckingham Palace? Yeah, they were in the Buckingham Palace. Oh, I think I know what you're talking the, the about. The big green worm Yeah, things, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with the eyes. It's been so long since it's I've like watched that. It's like episode one or two of uh, You mean the big the, the big eyes and stuff like that? Yeah, and they, they were like giant worm things. They weren't, they weren't worm things, but they were like worm baby monsters, <laughs> if I remember, because their faces were very bulgy. I remember exactly what you're talking about. It took me a second to think, because you called them worm things. I get where you're getting the worm thing from, though. Um... Worm, worm dance, worm gif, worm fanfic. Oh no! <laughs> uh, uh, not that worm. Like, you would yeah, have to type in uh, Buckingham Palace monster. Just type in that and see what you come up with, or alien. So I, I, th- I, I mean, I get what I get. People are excited for Doctor Who season thirteen. I think I'm not all for the newer season right now, and it's just because of the writing, in my opinion, is very bland. Right. For what it is. I think the production... I, I want David Tennant to come back. Oh my god, I would too. That would be fantastic. <laughs> like, I would, like, fucking watch the shit out of that. I, oh my god. I just don't know. I, I wonder what they're going to do next, because it feels like Jodie Whittaker's time is coming to an end. Uh, uh, yeah, real fast. Yeah, so... Um, I just wonder what they're going to do next and if Chris Chibnall is going to still be attached. I know I'm calling him out a lot, but from there's a video on YouTube that I watched where this guy goes really in-depth about the issues with the newer seasons. Not saying it's really anything with Jodie Whittaker or anything, because she's a great actress, actually. Um, that thing. things. Those things. Yes. <laughs> the aliens of London. Yes. Like... Uh, I don't like that one. These ones were funny. That one absorbs the, you. That's the, like our the fat one, right? Yeah, like, that's season fat. eleven. It eats everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those things were cute though. Yeah, like, the cute but awful. Yeah, but what the fuck are these? Uh, aliens in London. That's what that's it was gonna... called. They had a name, and they had these little things on their neck, and like I said, they look like babies. They have baby faces. Um, no, I just feel like the writing has gone down in in the series, and I hope it, it can it can revive itself. Um, that's all I want to say. Maybe season 13 will blow me away after I get, uh, past season 12. So, we'll see. Um, but, yeah. I think that is our break for right now. It is our break, and we will be right back, guys. Thanks for listening again. Yeah, thank you. And we are back, and Hello. it is 12.30 at night, we, boys and girls. We're gonna get this done. We're going to get this done. Don't you worry. We're just having a good time. Uh-huh. Boys and girls. We got <laughs> What you said before the podcast is still <laughs> I know. Hard. That's why I was laughing. I literally sat here with my head in my hands like for a solid like 10 or 15 seconds before I said, hey, you ready to start recording? I like, am. And you're like, yeah, I'm just typing random letters in my keyboard at this point. <laughs> I know. I was, I'm, just, I'm just slapping letters together and to see what Google gives me. Oh, 99% of the time it's porn. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Like It is. 
It's scary. Let's 99% to, of the internet is porn. Let's go to images on... Uh, no. On no, F, stay away. FJF. Safe VDF. mode. Google safe mode. Enable. I'm getting... Please. I'm getting <laughs> I got one slightly sexual thing, and that's it. Mm. But everything else is... Why Why is your shoes on here? Sl- slightly sexual. <laughs> <laughs> slightly sexual shoes? Things that you may deem as sexual, not sexual, may be sexual to some people. I don't, I, I know that. I know it. I just don't like There's somebody thing. out there who licks light switches and gets off on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's 1230. All right. Let's get back into our well, articles before I slip down into a deep, deep depression. Welcome to the midnight special, everyone. The midnight special. Um, we should just call it that, like, ominously. Like, <clears throat> no, no title or no anything ti- else. It's only whenever like, twelve we're doing it at 12. Yeah, yeah, the midnight special. Um, Boys and girls, extra raw. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The oatmeal man. Oh the no! <laughs> we can't. We can't chant him into existence on the podcast. Uh, oh, he hides in the dark and beats his meat. <laughs> he's here. He's here in your closet right now, Ron. <laughs> Fuck, we gotta continue, man. We're so, in game shit. Welcome to the game corner. Welcome to the game corner of the midnight special. We're in we're in uh, coalition territory. Yeah, we are in the coalition's territory. All right, the new Unreal Engine Five tech demo demo is stunning. It's stunning in its 4K glory, boys. They had to test it out on the Xbox, of course. The Xbox Series X, which was really cool of them. I didn't expect them to do it. I thought they were doing it on like a high-end PC or something like that. Right. Um, but you told me that Unity is mainly used... Well, not mainly used, but a lot of Unity is used on Xbox and stuff like that. Yeah, a lot of it. <clears throat> a lot of it is. So, uh, the Coalition has released two videos showcasing its own tests with Unreal Engine 5, and the results are amazing. They I made are, Zach watch really both cool. of the videos. Um, the Coalition is the Xbox-owned studio behind Gears of War 5, and while that game looks really good, especially on the Xbox Series X, what the team is able to do in Unreal Engine 5 looks... <laughs> it looks unreal, is what they said. I'm not going to say it, it. it. I know, but it like looks, it looks it, visually pleasing to the eye to see how far it's the light, going. The lighting, the reflection, like just everything Everything was really good. I can like, see... Including the blend, like the blend. The blending was great. The yeah. lighting actually fit with how it looked. Right. The, um, you could see like the streaks of light. The the like, the vibrance of certain aspects because it had a glow effect to certain things, which was really nice. Yeah. Uh, the amount of detail in certain things was really cool to see because you would don't you it's you don't usually see it uh, with the blades of tiny tiny grass that they had in the in everything. Right. Um, but uh, during GDC, we got a glimpse of the Coalition's Alpha Point, developed using Unreal Engine 5, which we last saw in the Lumen in the Land of Nanite PS5 Unreal Engine 5 tech demo. Uh-huh. So, uh, like, it, it, it really just looks fantastic. Like, oh, yeah, that... the future of graphics in general, console or not, PC or not, you know what I mean? Like... It's only going up from here, and it's getting super realistic. Yes. You know and the I mean? shadows, if I can say that, look correct. I didn't, I'm not going to say they look they look uh, good. I'm going to say they look correct, because a big issue in gaming is getting the shadows down. I know that for certain. 
Um, right. And also they showed us off character shit too. Yeah, the character render <laughs> live character rendering, fantastic. Uh, the the model that they gave had three point five million hairs on its head. It it they they called it as three point five groom, uh, which is basically three point five M groom. Yeah, they but call, yes. they basically just it's hair. They there's a lot of hair, lots of hairs. There, yeah, three point five individual pieces. It looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. If I had a better screen, it would have looked even better. You know yeah. what I mean? But like my screen can only handle up to a certain point and i'm pretty sure that was 8k like rendering you know what i mean it was insane it was really cool to see uh what they're gonna do with this especially since they're gonna work on this for multiple gears of war stuff in their series and whatnot and they're gonna uh i wonder what else they're gonna do with it other people are gonna yeah, earlier this year, I remember showing you the developer who used uh, Unreal Engine 5 t- uh, to render a 10 billion polygon of his dog having a nap. Oh, yeah, that's right. Like, I over show, yeah. like, several different iterations of it. I, show, I showed that to you. I was uh, just like, dude, look at this shit. And you're all like, whoa. And I was like, yeah, he did this at, like at home. I felt like I was watching Loki at that point. Right. I, even though that I didn't know what Loki was. Um, right. But, yeah. But, yeah, like, I just wanted to show you guys have you guys go take a look at the coalition's uh maybe uh youtube page you know do it like it do it now it's actually on xbox's youtube page do it now but uh do it now do it now speaking of do you want to build an app (laughs) no no thank you (laughs) damn it always always got to say no to that right uh not to you just the idea of building an app with (laughs) what you're referencing (laughs) right right um but speaking of Jesus, I don't have good good transitions. There don't. is no good transition. We have bad transit. Speaking of bad trans, Dell is canceling Alienware gaming PC shipments to several I'm US gonna states. I'm going to make us a T-shirt that just says "bad transitions" on the front and then says "this fitting nonsense podcast." On <laughs> just the back. bad transitions. But but yeah, bad transitions. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, you heard me right. Dell Alienware. PC shipments, several states canceling. What? Uh, <laughs> so Dell is no longer shipping certain Alienware Aurora R12s and R10 gaming PC configurations to, to half- California, Colorado, Hawaii, Oregon, Vermont, or Washington. Thank you. You're Due welcome. to power consumption regulations adopted by those states. What does this mean? Well, those states have orders that are placed that are bound for those states to be that will be canceled. Uh, essentially, they have these laws set in place so people don't use a lot of power consumption because that's a big issue in those in well yeah in in those no, state, in all of the states in all like, those states essentially because California is known for the epicenter of Hollywood and the people of of uh, of they have rolling blackouts there all rolling the time. blackouts all the time because it's just people using power consistently all mm-hmm. the time they they can't make enough power to fucking keep Colorado up with all the I didn't know Colorado has this issue but I can see it now Denver definitely like well yeah like it it's high up you know what i mean it's Mm -hmm. in a harder terrain to build to like to transport power to same with hawaii hawaii is just an isolated island so yeah that's what (laughs) Uh, i'm saying oregon i i'm not sure and Uh, washington too so like that whole coast really Mm mm-hmm Vermont. I, I, I didn't know Vermont. I don't know. I don't know much about Vermont. I don't know Vermont. Except I think that capital is Montpelier. Is it really? I really think that's a true thing that I just pulled out of the back of my brain. Wow. You got some smarts going on right there. Um, that's like the only <clears> thing I know about Vermont. It is Mont- Montpelier. 
which yeah. is very very unique that you knew that. Um, yeah, Aurora R12s and R10 are built around the latest generation processors from Intel and AMD, the former featuring 11th Gen Core Rocket Lake GP CPUs, and the latter wielding Ryzen 5000 series chips based on Zen 3. Unfortunately, both Dell and Virus, who reside in effective states, the majority of uh, those configurations consume more power than local regulations allow. Um, and there are exceptions. Uh, I don't want to get into the specifics, but essentially you can downgrade some of the, the stuff. Some of the components <clears throat> on the inside to Ascent take up less power. To take up less power, But you're also sacrificing like functionality mm -hmm. on yeah. some of these PCs and what they do their their main function you know yep. what i mean so if you're if you're looking to play a game uh that has high graphics they're like oh yeah yeah you can't have this computer even though it has really nice graphics you can you can downgrade the graphics card and it could take up less energy yeah and it's <laughs> so it's like what's the point of getting the new computer you know what i mean like uh -huh. So there is something. So if you are are doing this, so it says like right here, when attempting to configure one of those systems, a warning message appears in bold red lettering to alert buyers that an order will not be honored if the destination resides in one of the effective states. So uh, unless you downgrade uh, for those effective states, or unless you live in a different state, I'm sorry. That sounds like. Uh, it sounds very picky, but that's that's something out of your. I don't think it's Alienware's fault. I it's think out it's, of the. It's out of their control. Essentially, yeah, yeah, it's nothing. Was, there's nothing really they can do. You yeah. can drive a state over and buy it, yeah. <laughs> especially with something smaller like uh, Vermont. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, yeah, it, it's really easy to drive a couple hours mm -hmm. to the next store. You know what yeah. I mean? Like if you're really into it. Yeah, like but you could pick it, it up just sucks for the people that live in those states because that's like a majority of people um, who live in California, as well as it's color. Not, the majority not a majority, people. but it's a big, it's big, a it's a area. big, very populated area. Yeah. Same with all the places that we that the states were talked about. Um, they will the remain. It, they're gonna be shipped at some point. It doesn't say when, um, but yeah, you can fig them for lower model pieces and stuff like that bro bro which... you want to know what else has been shipped what borderlands 3 senior devs oh yeah yeah <laughs> the, the, a lot of devs are leaving their companies and yeah going to they, different they stuff. all left gearbox to start a new project which is cool with me you know what i mean like it doesn't say all shit. of them but it says multiple, multiple which is a fair amount yeah so. that sounds like over half of them have left so uh <laughs> the development team are leaving the gearbox software to work on a new project together but Gearbox founder Randy Pitchford says the split is amicable. <laughs> he said split. They use the word split. You know what I mean? Like, so they lost over half of their people. Like, because a bunch of people were like, hey, we don't want to work on what you're working on, Gearbox. Fuck you. We're going to do something else. Yeah. Like, literally. And they're all like, and it's going to be cool. So fuck you. So that's pretty cool. You know. Uh, I wonder what they're going to build. Uh, the Axios reported that senior producer Christopher Brock, lead mission designer Keith Schuler, and art director Scott Kester, along with creative director Paul Sage, lead character artist Kevin Penrod, and UX director Christ Strass, are all leaving Gearbox, some of whom have been at the studio for over a decade. Uh, those are just the seven senior ones, like, that are, like, even notable, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, imagine all the people who work directly under them, yeah. like, leaving and going with them, too. You know what I mean? But they probably aren't going to mention that. Like, because all that really is mentionable is... Because, uh, you know, like, if your boss leaves, like, what's... 
what's next? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, a bunch of people will leave their jobs. And I know, like, mass mass quit it, like, mass, like, walkouts happen the most, like, when good management, like, leaves. I don't... You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I don't know if it's gonna be, like, I don't know if it's good management. I don't know if it's bad management. I don't know if it's, like, harassment issue. Because Gearbox Software is its own company. It's not owned by anybody else. Mm-hmm. That's its, it's its own independent company, which is really cool. Um, but it, there's this is only talking about them leaving. It says it's amicable, which means that basically... All I, of them are going to shut up and not mention <clears throat> uh, what actually went down and why they're all leaving. Yeah. Pretty well, much, they, like he, it they says, made him sign an NDA or something. Amicable, it means spirit of friendliness without serious disagreement or rancor. So basically, it, so, from so what he, it sounds he's like, he's saying one side of the story is saying it's all cool. Yeah, one we side don't, is saying that, that. That's what I'm saying. I know. Like so, like it, it could be something way more serious. Like, hey, all of us at the Christmas party uh, witnessed somebody get sexually assaulted by an upper member of Gearbox. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And nobody came forward about it, so we're all leaving. Yeah. So, like, they're all they're all like, oh yeah, if you sign this NDA, like, uh, we'll all be cool, and we'll give you your your uh, pension, or yep. you know what I mean, or something <clears throat> along those lines. Your exit package. That Whatever. that or they just decided, hey, let's just make our own thing because we have the tools necessary, for, like given to us. But that too, like, also they wanted a bigger cut. Yep. Like that so. Too. Um, there's multiple reasons why this happened, and we're not going to find any of the answers here on this article. Yeah, it says uh, Gearbox has expressed excitement that fresh blood will not be leading the project they left behind. Uh, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, but while we're over here talking about Exoduses, uh, Call of Duty, Last of Us, and Gods of War devs have all set up a new AAA studio with a hundred million dollar investment backing them. Mm-hmm. So that's fantastic. The uh, <clears throat> the company is called That's No Moon. <laughs> Uh, they're working on a single-player, third-person Person. action adventure game, and is backed with the hundred million dollar investment. Um, single-player third-person action adventure game made by the Call of Duty: Last of Us God of War devs. And Destiny. So we got we forgot Destiny too. Destiny. It doesn't say Destiny. Yeah, God of War. Last of Us Call of Duty devs. In the title. Read oh, the it says sentence. Destiny. It doesn't say it in, like, the very big heading title. I know. That's what I was saying. I was like, you have to read the first sentence. Like, Destiny 2. Okay, so Act- Activision. I hope it's not Activision. I think it is Activision. But it's devs of Activision, which we'll, we'll get into that at some Bungie point. Bungie didn't Destiny, didn't Bungie do Destiny? It's Bungie. Oh, it's Bungie. Yeah, but I'm thinking of Call of Duty. Never yeah, mind. Yeah, you're thinking of Activision from Call of Duty, but Activision isn't always. Wait, involved. isn't Destiny it made? Could, it could be Treyarch. Wait, no, isn't Destiny made the same with Bungie? Like, yeah, no, made, Destiny's wait, made with Bungie. That's and what I'm Activision. It is Activision and Bungie together. Really? Yeah, that's what I thought it was. That's funny, but like Call <clears throat> Call of Duty as well. Uh, Treyarch. It could be Treyarch, a, it, Sledgehammer Games, Activision. Right, anybody. right, right. Exactly. Honestly, Last that's of Us saying. is Naughty Dog. God of War is. Why don't I remember that one? That's the one that I don't. Which, God of War? Yeah. Capcom? No. 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 I'm gonna, <laughs> we're both like, no, definitely not. That's not what it is. Sony Inter... It is Capcom. I called it. I knew it. I thought so. But it's also Sony Interactive Entertainment. Santa Monica Studio? Santa Monica Studio. Wait, what am I getting then? Oh, it says it's Santa Monica Studio Publishers. Developer Santa Monica Studio. There we go. So, yeah, pro- yeah. it's them. Okay. That's cool. why I didn't know because it's not, like, a mainstream one for real, I don't think. Yeah. All right. 
cool. Um, but you were saying they're making a AAA studio. I was just thinking of the third-person action-adventure single-player game. So I was thinking, like, fanatic, fantasy tech stuff. I don't know. I'm getting a real that kind of vibe right now. Post-apocalyptic whatnot. Right. But, um... Sorry, I was looking at what kind of game Santa Monica Studio did. They did, like, all of the God of Wars. Yeah. And, uh, Journey. Uh, if you guys know, know that game. I know what Journey game, is. Uh, it's a pretty cool game. Uh, they did a PlayStation, PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale. Wow. Uh, the Order, eighteen eighty six. Oh, I know that game. Yep. I played it for like a slight bit, and then I get lost interest. I don't know what here they lie is, uh-huh. uh, but that looks notable. Yeah. What else? Nothing really uh, too mainstream, except for the entire God of War series, which is totally mainstream. You know what I mean? But it says some many of the senior figures are coming from the background at PlayStation Studios for the new AAA studio. Michael Mumbauer, who is formerly head of PlayStation's Visual Arts Group, is CEO, and Tina Kowalka, oh, Jesus Kowaluski, formerly head of production product development at Sony Santa Monica. There you go. Uh, yeah. Is chief strategy officer. It says right. the details are scant, though, so there isn't really much to know about it right now. This is, like, really early development. But they got a $100 million investment. That's a big backing right there. Uh-huh. That That's enough to produce a AAA game, you know what I mean? So they have every right to call themselves AAA Studios with seniors, you know what I mean? The studio aims to build a team of 100 developers by 2022. So, nice. Yeah. I hope that there's no allegations with this. I sure. hope that it really works out because what I'm about to talk next about it next is, is completely blown out the water. It is such a big topic in like, gaming news for so much because I showed you and I'm like, what the fuck? What is this? This is insane. So about a week ago, <laughs> literally. About a week ago. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> literally like last Thursday or Friday. Um, a big thing came out uh, as a lawsuit uh, had hit. Like, like the first hour that it came out, yeah. he sent me like two articles about it. I'm and I was like, just I'm, like, because it's such fuck? a, it was such a big deal. Oh yeah, no, we were we were sitting there in my living room reading it. We were like, oh my god, like over ten years. Oh uh, yeah, like it's, over fifteen years since WoW, since like World of Warcraft got inside. That's like oh six. Yeah. So Activision Blizzard has been hit with a lawsuit, and this is a big lawsuit. The uh, so. Essentially, the lawsuit is against Activision Blizzard this week over alleged sexual harassment and discrimination against women. In a memo to staff obtained by Bloomberg, Blizzard Entertainment President Jay Jay Allen Brack wrote that the allegations and the hurt of current and former employees are extremely troubling. I think he's just trying to pat it it just a bit because this is a very big issue. Um, Brack- they have to do damage control at this point because so their stocks are control. fucking crashing at Blizzard right now. I'm yeah, it's you. a lot. It's a lot of issues. So uh, people, I just want to get past what he says in the suit. The DFEH made a string of accusations against former World of Warcraft senior creative director Alex. Afro Sabini, the agent alleged that Afro Sabini was permitted, quote unquote, permitted to engage in blatant sexual harassment with little to no repercussions and suggested that the activity was an open secret. 
Wow. Jeez, yeah. Look, can you see when when they found yeah, out? Yeah, no, look. This is <laughs> just the last tanks. five days. So, like, the high before that was, like, $91.70 per, per tank. Mm-hmm. Uh, for uh, so And then it dropped all the way down to $82.38. That's a $10 drop, dude. Yeah. Like, that is... That's a lot, man. That's a lot. That's a lot, and it's not good. It, as it sits today, in the last five days, they've lost 6% in their entire company. Yeah, so th- there's there's a lot of stuff that I can go into. In the last month, they've lost eleven percent. Mm. So uh, just to just to let you know, like they're they're down down. Yeah, like um, bad. The D yeah, Jesus, the D F E A, the D the D F the Department of Fair Employment Employment and Housing D F E H. Thank you. Uh, claimed Brack allegedly had multiple conversations with Afro Sabini about his drinking, and that had Brack is the guy who's the the CEO right. of of Activision Blizzard, uh, and this is what the DFEH is saying. Allegedly had multiple conversations about Afro Sabini about his drinking, and that he had been too friendly, quote like literally quote unquote too friendly towards female employees at company's events, but gave Afro Sabini a slap on the wrist. Uh, verbal counseling, i.e. verbal counseling, in response to those incidents. But after supposed talks, Afro Sabini continued to make unwanted advances towards female employees, including groping one of them, according to the suit. <laughs> so much but crap. They were uh, just protecting abusers. I know. No uh, big deal. And then they also claimed Brack in early 2019 that people were leaving the company because of sexual harassment and sexism. The employee allegedly said that the women in the Battle.net team were... Su- su- another quote-unquote subjected to uh dispart disparaging disparaging comments that the event was akin to working in a frat house and that women weren't huge gamers or into huge into the party scene were excluded and treated as outsiders now i get where this is coming from blizzard literally being like a team built up uh from people who were I don't like it from guy guys essentially. Right. Like most it, it's, of, it, for the majority of it. It's entirely. the frat boy lifestyle. Like, I don't uh-huh. know what else to like the Xbox 2007 chat room. Yeah. Uh, the claim, it claimed the suit includes, Oh yeah. This is Activision. Blizzard has denied the allegations. This is what made it worse. Yeah. It claimed the suit included disoriented and distorted, distorted and many ca- f- cases false in many cases, false descriptions of Blizzard's past. That still doesn't help. Like, literally, that still doesn't condone what happened. Um, uh, The company also accused the DFEH, which investigated Activision Blizzard for two years for disgraceful and unprofessional conduct and claimed the agency didn't engage in a good-faith effort to resolve complaints before resorting to legal action. I think they're just trying to hide... Just hold, Right, they're, they're trying to hide it. They're like, trying to hide it and, and try to uh, keep not hurt... I don't know the word. I don't have a good word for this because there's no good way to say this. Uh, there the, is no good way to say this. Like, it, they, they are, they're covering, like, illegal actions. Yeah. And then, you know, with all this proof that, like, exists... They're still denying it, and it just looks really, really bad on the company so, to the point where other companies are getting involved, but we'll talk about that in a minute. A lot of stuff is happening. This is just the one. This is just the first article. I have two articles here. Um, another one that happened just recently was a walkout. Also, Bungie has started being like, hey, we're going to take a step back from 
dealing with Activision for a bit until this all clears out. Some of the other companies that have worked with them are like, hey, we're just going to cut you off or we're just not going to work with you um and another thing is that activision blizzard employees are planning to walk out on wednesday which is which was basically today they did that today right um and i and i was going to go into that but they said there's another one that says that was four hours ago um (laughs) and this act they it actually happened the workers did walk out the workers stage walk out at irvine activision blizzard office over alleged sexism and workplace irvine california yep wow yeah that's a lot of employees Uh uh-huh uh irvine california uh work this is this is the one that i'm gonna have to replace for the one that i have this was that one for was was from yesterday uh, so this one is from today, when gotcha. that actually happened. The workers at the leading video game company Activision Blizzard stated one-day walkout at the company's Irvine office today over le- alleged sexism in the workplace, a day after the company announced a number of steps to address the charges. Yeah, by the way, they uh, yesterday at Tuesday, they also tried to adju- address charges to change and, and, and make their company more friendly, and, and it's just a lot of shit. Um, <clears throat> the com- video company behind such iconic games as Call of Duty and World of Warcraft is facing a lawsuit, uh, DFEH, which alleges a frat boy workplace culture that excludes sexual harassment, uh, and women, of oh, include, sorry, includes sexual harassment of women by executives. Um, yeah, so the, the walkout happened. Um, I don't know what's going to happen from here. I just want to talk about that people are literally just walking out of their own jobs not to do anything because they have things in development, like so many things in development. Mm-hmm. And, uh, one, and they just lost 10% of their stock. Yeah. And one day of work is, I, I, one day of work is going to really hinder some st- a fair amount of stuff depending on how many people walked out. Thousands of dollars worth of money. And if they just don't do one day, they could do more than one day. They could do a whole week and set the whole project behind for everything, like two months. Yeah, um, the call, so basically they wanted to uh, go, they had four demands for this and that employees say are required to improve work conditions for employees at the company, especially women and particularly women of color and transgender women, non-binary people and other marginalized groups. Um, Because, yeah, that was all big issues. So... We'll keep updated on this. This is uh, still ongoing. Right, right. Um, um, but something that actually did happen. Uh, like, and it's not just this company that I'm talking about right now, but there have other co- been other companies who have had massive employees sign letters supporting, uh, like, the Activision Blizzard walkout. Uh, so Ubisoft, uh, we've been talking about that quite a bit over the last couple of weeks. They've been dealing with their own, they've been dealing with their own sexual, sexual assault accusations and stuff and sexual (laughs) misconduct accusations, but nearly 500 Ubisoft employees have signed an open letter asserting solidarity with Activision Blizzard, uh, as employees from the latter company stage a walkout and protest. The letter from Ubisoft employees also criticizes their own company han- company's handling of last year's sexual misconduct revelations. Uh, as reported by Axios and verified by IGN, current and former employees have signed an open letter establishing solidarity with the Activision Blizzard employees and pushing back against its own management. 
So to read it out, it says, To the workers of Activision Blizzard, we hear you and want to loudly declare our solidarity with you. The letter begins, Over the past week, the games industry has once again been rocked by revelations that we have long been known to many of, too many of us. Yep. Um, the letter refer- refers to the lawsuit by the California Department of Fair Employee and Housing, uh, which we just explained. Uh, widespread gender and racial discrimination among its employees in matters of pay, promotion, employment. The suit also put forward multiple instances of sexual harassment employees face within the office and work events. Uh, the letter then addresses Ubisoft's management, claiming the company has failed to properly address the discrimination and harassment within its own workforce a year after details regarding Ubisoft's working conditions were revealed. Uh, so this quote it says we have seen nothing more than a year of kind words empty promises and inability or unwillingness to remove known offenders the letter states we no longer trust your commitment to address these issues at their core you need to do more the letter accuses Ubisoft management of only firing the most public offenders while others were asked to resign or were promoted and moved to a different studio or another team it's the same thing like the like the catholic church uh, priests that's what they did with them. Like whenever they would get accused of they like raping accused, kids, they would get promoted or they would, assigned to a they'd different be church reassigned entirely. to a different church entirely. Yeah, that's in a, absolutely in a different insane. district and, and all the way in like a different state or something. Like right, that. right. Like the, this was just the ones like that was up in like I, I forget. It was in the Northeast. Yeah, like, no, I know what you're talking. About. Like that specific story that I'm talking about. Yeah. Like it was super messed up, and it had to do with like hundreds of children. Yeah, like this if not thousands that didn't that, come forward. That's not good. This isn't good. It, it sucks, and it sucks that. Just imagine how the, many people just quit. You know what I mean? Idea. Like and and didn't come forward is Being, what I'm saying. Because like there 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 there's if there's been a long-standing issue like this after all this time, a bunch of people didn't say shit for a bu- for a very long time or were uh, given money hush money. I'm not technically going into the gaming industry, but I'm also going into an industry that has this kind of issue sometimes. So hopefully this sends a reformation that kind that helps develop a better way for people to manage uh, companies without being racist and sexist. I mean, is it that hard? Uh, yeah. Like, I mean, when people are put in power, you know what I mean? Like, and I'm not saying anybody in specific, race, color, gender, whatever. You know what I mean? No, like, I when, get what when you mean. When certain people are put in power, their ideals get reflected all the way down the chain of command. Yeah, that's true. So, like, at the top is where it comes from. Yeah, that's like, true. And if you if you want to cut the head off of the of the snake, you know what I mean? Like... You got to start high and work your way down because like, obviously they only, they only had enough time to fire the, the important ones, you know what I I mean? And make them resign. But like they, like micromanaging all these like small complaints and stuff, you know, after a while becomes very tedious. And, uh, I get where, I get where the company's coming from, like as a company executive, you know what I mean? Like thinking that way, like it, like paying for your employees, the lack of employees, we can't get anything done Uh because we have no employees because they're all quitting. There's a lot of, it's all, if, if it's basically just like looking at a gears turning and just shoving something into the gears to stop it all, Mm -hmm. essentially, that's what's happening right now. Which I'm not saying I'm not saying isn't a, is is very very bad because what's happening is very very bad. I'm just saying it's it's causing a change, 
and it's it's gonna be a good change hopefully and hopefully the companies that are being accused can learn from the actions that are happening right now and develop a good management system that will help people in the future uh who are being uh fuck i lost what word i was gonna say oppressed oppressed there you go yeah that's a really good word thanks i <laughs> i don't like that i added I, I i i like that i added this but i hate that i added this also with the topic that we're talking about mm-hmm. uh we're gonna talk about games and i'm bringing it up Assassin's Creed Valhalla, even though it's made by Ubisoft, and we talked a lot about shit up on Ubisoft and Activision Blizzard. Uh, they may be abusers, but sometimes abusers make some really good art. <laughs> it doesn't mean it can't be admired at face know, value. I'm know, just saying, like, you don't have to always attach the person to the. I know art. that that's what I, that's that's a good that's a good ideal system. It um, to think about. I mean, yeah, but like at some point, like you got to listen a little bit deeper and think, hey. Maybe does their way of thinking reflect, how, like, their art, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, R. Kelly. I don't listen to R. Kelly anymore, because if you listen to R. Kelly's music, it, it really, it's fucking perverse. It really f- reflects how he felt. It really reflects how he felt, and, like, he's a sex addict, and it's perverse. Mm. That's not something that I want in my brain, you know what I mean? Like, that's, uh, so I avoid it. Like, I don't like R. Kelly anymore. I don't listen to R. Kelly stuff. I don't mm. condone him. Plus, like, Val- Valhalla was made by not just people who probably... It was made by R. Kelly. It was <laughs> made by R. Kelly. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, all the missions require you to pee on young children. Oh, uh, wet working. Please, no. Stop. Golden showers, baby. Mm-hmm. There's no golden <laughs> showers in Valhalla. Uh, Thank God. Um, Valhalla, but... It, it, Valhalla is made by many people, so I don't think everybody is is is, is one of the sexual offenders right, or right. harassers or stuff saying. like that. So it makes sense. Plus, Valhalla already had some lead de- developers and the art director leave, which sucks. Yeah. Uh, but they have their next expansion coming out, The Siege of Paris, which arrives on August 12th. I have not played the game. I enjoyed the game. I know uh, Ubisoft is going through it, but still, I enjoyed the game and it, it, it's it's a good game i didn't finish the game i sunk <coughs> about 80 not finished hours the game either i sunk 80 hours into that fucking game and yeah uh, i still haven't beat it it said I, like i looked up my statistics while you were here it mm-hmm. said i was only 50 percent done with the story and i sunk 80 hours into yeah. it i was like jesus christ so <laughs> like siege of paris will set avor off on a new series of quests in frankia uh the largest city the largest of the post-roman barbarian kingdoms in western europe new Weapons, abilities, gears, and skills will be up for grabs, and infiltration missions will return as well, enabling players to determine exactly how they'll go about murdering their assigned targets. I know that's a big thing that was kind of missing from Valhalla because it is a big open like field area, it's large, it's large, but it, do- it doesn't have it doesn't have many bustling like big cities and stuff like that there it, are it, a few. there is a few but like not as many as there have been in the past oh yeah and i get where france is pushing that into it's pushing it into where it's because uh paris is probably a very industrialized area place during with, the time same thing with london you yeah, know what i mean same like, with london um so it, it just goes into like the stuff but you can't go to war or paris without proper preparation so ahead of the release of the siege of paris expansion the sigbolt season will kick off on july 29th which is tomorrow uh the traditional celebration of summer 
uh, and the start of the raiding season uh, runs until August 19th and will feature new activities including flighting, uh, fighting tournaments and dice games, three new quests and a new settlement, decorations, customizable items and weapons, most notably the one-handed sword... Jesus, I'm going to butcher this name. Uh, Skrokenug, uh, which can be purchased with Sigbo tokens until the end of the festival. Uh, the new River Raid map pack is also on the way, but it will be apparently later in the season. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. If you want to buy uh, the Siege of Paris, you'll have to pony up $25. Which what? Is a- it's on sale. Uh, the season pass is on sale. Right for now, thirty dollars. For thirty dollars, which is definitely the way to go. Because Pay five more bucks, and you get, get the whole season. You get pass. the the Wrath of the Druids, which is the first one, which you go to. There's three or four. Ireland, I think, and then Ireland. You, yeah, and then you go to Siege of Paris, which will be this one, and then there's the the third one, which I don't know about. I don't think they have explained anything. They have about three. It. They have three or four. But I remember like, there was for, a le- for thirty dollars. That's definitely what there was it. a leak that I read that said it had something to do with meteor, a meteor. So Interesting. yeah, so we'll see about that one. Um, but yeah, uh, just talking about Valhalla, woo, I'll have to get back into the game, but I'm, I have picked up so many smaller games because, right now. It, like, I, I, I can't right now because of Mass Effect. <laughs> yeah. Mass Effect's taking up your time. For me, I have these smaller games. I played Finish Donut County in like one day. Right. That was a fun little puzzle game. I got a new game called Night in the Woods, which is like an RP adventure game. I, I like it. I think it looks... It's very cool. I like the art style. It's very fun. Uh, I'm playing these small games, though. That's pretty much it. I just have so many games in my back, catalog, in my, in my back catalog that I just gotta go back. I never finished Biomutant. I never finished a game called Griefdfall. I never finished a game called We Happy Few. I never finished... I'm playing through New Vegas again. I'm finishing up Fallout New Vegas because I played through it once, but I only did the main quest and none of the side side quests. Right. And that is that game's considered to have the best side quests in the Fallout games. So, and I got all the DLCs for it too, which are like some of the best DLCs. So. Right. Yeah, but I've never played through any of them. So I'm doing that again. So I have a lot of stuff. This is what I. What I what I have. Yeah, I got so a lot of stuff too. Adding like, Valhalla, which I own, uh, to it is just another pile. Right, I I own it as well. <laughs> At least I own it, so I don't have to worry about it going away, on Game Pass or something like that. Right. Um, <clears throat> but something that is coming around that we actually already reported on a couple months yes, ago. Yes, we did. Is the acquisition between Sony and Nixus, and my my guess was correct, guys. <laughs> uh, they're porting uh uh. PlayStation games to PC. Jim Ryan has confirmed it officially. Who's the CEO of Sony? How so, fun! Isn't that fantastic? Not all games from some of the PlayStation will be ported, but of course, a majority of them will. A majority of them will. Yeah. Uh, Nixus is known for porting games to PC and has worked on big name titles like uh, Deus Ex, uh, Mankind Divided, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, and Marvel's Avengers. Oh no! Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sony scooped up Nix's earlier this month following its acquisition of Helsinki-based developer Housemark, which we also covered. Mm-hmm. Uh, while the buyout amount remains undisclosed, PlayStation Studios head Herman Holst praises Nix's for its deep technical expertise and vast experience. Um, they're, they're, Nix's joins PlayStation Studios Technology Creative and Services Group to provide high-quality in-house technical and development capabilities for PlayStation Studios. 
Sony, that that's Sony's official mumbo jumbo. Uh, pretty much they're like, yay, you're gonna have a uh, cool PlayStation PC game soon on Steam. Watch one of the first games be like Last of Us. That watch literally, it literally, literally watch it like that. That's like that's that's gonna be a whole other wave of money for them. It is. It's like, gonna be Last of Us PC remake. Mm-hmm. Exactly with that. And not then, PC remake, but like. Last of Us. Well, they are. I think remastered. They, they already yeah. did a remastered version. Did they really? Yeah, of the first one. Really? Yeah. When before they released the second one. I don't remember that, but okay, okay. Um, I'm pretty sure. Like, <sighs> I I would have to look. Yeah, but anyway, after PlayStation dropped Horizon Zero Dawn on PC last year, oh, Sony said more of its games uh, could make their way to the platform. In fact, Days Gone hit PC on May 18th. God of War is streamable on PC for those with an active PS Now membership. Uh, it's worth noting that God of War on PC is not a port and has not been confirmed as part of these efforts. And documentation discovered in May found that Uncharted 4, A Thief's End, may be next on the PlayStation exclusive to launch on PC in the future. Okay. So, uh, yeah, Uncharted 4. Like, that's exciting. Cool. Uh, PlayStation did clarify, however, that it wouldn't release its games on PC right at launch, which is completely fine. You know what I mean? Like, there's such an awesome backlog of games for on PlayStation that have not been accessible on PC, like, forever, mm-hmm. literally forever, like, yeah. that, to, to where they could be like, oh yeah, here you go, uh, here's Ratchet and Clank, like, one, two, and, and three, you Ratchet know Ratchet and Clank, one, two, and three, Jackson Daxer, one, two, three, and the fourth one. That's what I'm How saying. about Sly Cooper, you want some of that good, good, good? Right, right, like, exactly, like, there, there, there's so much stuff that PC players haven't been able to, like, access. Oh, the God of War Spi- saga. Spider-Man. Like, spider-man yeah the spider-man games yeah uh, like it's horizons it, no that one was already added yeah horizon zero dawn you know what i mean just all these really big titles mm-hmm. that never made it off of playstation and uh their exclusives it's just a whole nother round of money for sony it's gonna be awesome for them yeah they're gonna be rolling in the dough really like for porting to pc it's a really smart move for them for picking up nixes they're gonna do that and they're gonna keep some of the exclusives on playstation until they feel like porting them right exactly once the once the uh the purchases dive they're gonna be like okay now time for release on pc yeah xbox has basically been doing this for a bit they become aggressive with this is the last thing yeah they become pretty aggressive with it which which is which is cool to see i like seeing that it it just broadens the spectrum of how what you can play right and Uh, where you can play it like mm -hmm. which is amazing so that maybe everybody doesn't have to have a fucking uh playstation or an xbox and at the end of the day they can all harmoniously uh harmoniously like fusion ha and like <laughs> just play all the games ever that ever existed i don't know if nintendo's about that they're all like give me my money but like let's, uh, let's put all consoles into one console and call it the tesseract x10 station the x10 station the x10 station switch <laughs> x10 station <laughs> switch <laughs> Oh, uh, okay. Dude, when Jag the other day said the off-brand uh, Nintendo Switch was called the 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 change, I literally laughed so fucking hard. <laughs> he called. He said the Switch was like the off-brand, like the like <laughs> the change. The change. Yeah, in the same way, like how on iCarly, instead of they have uh, the pair. The yeah, they have the iPads. Which, by the way, if I want to get on this for a second, why the fuck <laughs> is it shaped like a pear? I don't know. Why it? Are... <laughs> 
Our phones are shaped like bricks, and it makes sense because it gives us like an actual screen and stuff that actually makes sense. Right. But their phones are legit shaped like a pear. I, it was just funny. <laughs> like, I don't know. They just thought, they were like, hey, why not make everything a pear, man? Oh and then, God. like, they just laughed about it for a real long time. But something that I'm really laughing about is this fucking infographic that Mass Effect has, uh, the Legendary Edition, has... Uh, shown it's shown it's shown uh like everybody's choices like the majority the percentage wise of choices so so this new infographic reveals the most uh that most shepherds went uh the paragon route in terms of choice making and it's good to know the majority of players saved rex on vermeyer and then went on to cure the genophage and pardon tally. In fact, 94% of the players ensured Rex survived on Vermeer, and 96% of the players cured the genophage, and 96% of players pardon tally. It said, good job, everyone. People were Most gender- people were very nice. Very nice, which yeah. is a good thing to see. Yeah, so uh, in the first Mass Effect, uh, like 68% of people played as male shepherd, 32% played as female shepherd, uh, 40% chose soldier, 21% Vanguard, 15% Infiltrator, everybody else don't matter. Um, the pre-service history, 52% chose uh, Earthborn, 27% chose Spacer, and 21% chose Colonist. And I was a Colonist, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what was your psychological profile? 44% chose Survivor, 43% chose War Hero, I chose War Hero, and 13% chose Ruthless. Um, choices. So who was rescued on Vermeer? Uh, 60% chose, uh, Ashley and 40% chose Caden. Uh, did Rex survive the mission on Vermeer? 94% said yes. Uh, I think this moved on to Mass Effect 2, by the way. Yeah. Uh, the fate of the Rachne Queen. 93% saved the Rachne Queen. And in the first Mass Effect, that one's from the first Mass Effect. Yeah. That sounds cool. Uh, but, uh... This affects the outcome of Mass Effect 3, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 93% of allied with the Rachne Queen and 7% killed the Rachne Queen. Wow. Uh, 7% didn't save the Rachne Queen in the first Mass Effect, which was crazy. Uh, the, the Mass Effect 3 outcome was 67% killed the, killed the Reaper Breeder Queen and 33% saved the Reaper Breeder Queen. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It just goes into a lot more about like the squad mates most likely to survive the suicide mission. Yeah, Garrus was number one. Of course, of course. Of course. Right. And then Morgan is number 12, which yeah. makes sense. Yeah, I wouldn't choose him either. Genophage uh, uh, curve. 96%. 96% pardon tally. Uh, Popular but, squad mates. Of course, Garrus is his first. Garrus is the first. He's the number one first Mass Effect squad mate. Yeah. Um, the priority Rannoch. Uh, 80% people achieved peace. 11% sided with the Geth. Like, what the fuck? They did it to complete everything, I bet, guaranteed. Or it's the people that, like, the yeah, let's do this this way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then 9% uh, sided with the Quarians. Wow. <laughs> I know. So, like, it says the other choices. And yeah. then this says 68% of people addressed the reporter's questions with a punch to the face. Good. Which was fucking awesome. It's it like, annoying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 32% of the people addressed their reporters' questions with Candor and Grace, which is what I did the first time, you know what I mean? And then I started getting short and snippy with her, uh-huh. like, because she uh-huh. was pissing me off. But, uh, this last one is my favorite. It says, 
the percentage of players who went spent way too long looking for the last keeper, which they swear in all capitals, they scanned already. How did I miss that? 100% of the players could not find the last keeper. <laughs> and they scanned everything. They were looking for the last keeper, you know what I mean? So they're saying the last keeper has not been found. No, no, the last keeper is totally found, but, like, everybody always misses one. Because you're running through the story really fast. Yeah. And you're just running around. You only have to scan, like, 20 keepers, I think. I think I have 18 out of 20. I don't know where the last two are. I'm going to have to look at a guide. Like, Because yeah. I just want that marked off of my uh, my list, you uh-huh. know? Yeah. yeah. That's a lot of information. Cool yeah, information. yeah. Yeah, sorry. Like, I kind of went down. You're going to have your fault, your your 76 hole. I'm going to have no, my Mass Effect. No, that's fine. I'm not, I wasn't saying effect. it was a bad thing. I'm just saying it was a lot of information. Yeah, but while we're still talking about uh, Space Beasts, man, we got another, we got another line up here. Uh, oh, wow. Something that I did not expect. Actually, I think we talked about this a while ago. Dead Space. Yes, we did. It's talk coming about back, this a while ago. y'all. Do you want Dead Space to come back? Do you want zombie alien beasts to rip you in half and and eat your throat out and mm, stuff like that? No. No? No. no. <laughs> I uh, thought not. I'm not a, too I'm bad. Not a it's happening. It's person. too bad. It's still happening. The um so there's a remake happening. I actually have two things for here. Um, but first I want to talk about is how the original Dead Space co-creator uh, actually says that he's excited by the remake, which is really cool to hear. Um, he's not attached. So is this <clears throat> going to be the fourth Dead Space? This will be a fourth. It will be the remake of the series. Oh, so it's the first one again. It's going it, to... I don't think... It's not a reboot. They're not redoing it. It's a remake. So they're going to probably follow a different seri- a different character this time. Okay. Not Isaac Clarke. He's already gone through too much shit. He doesn't need to be killed anymore. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. We talked about it because I, I showed you the trailer for the Callisto Protocol. That Yeah, to me, that's the, same guy, the original Dead Space co-creator. Yeah, that was the one in the prison cell, right? Uh-huh. With, that's in PUBG Universe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the that's what he's doing now. While he said that Dead Space three, not Dead Space three, Dead uh, Dead Space the new one is he's excited for from what he's heard about. Which I did put some other stuff in here. I did have a second article link. Which this basically just gives our first look at the Dead Space um, stuff, and it looks really. I didn't. I wish I showed you the trailer. It looks really good. It's like. They I mean, are, I asked if there was any more trailers that we had. To I forgot about this one. Um, basically, the summary of the new remake. This is from EA's YouTube channel. Of course, it's by EA. Um, Electronic Arts. Yes, but this is a. De- this will be developed by. Was originally developed by Visceral Games when EA closed in 2017. Uh, now they're working on the Callisto project. Uh, some of the former leads. Uh, the sur- summary of the new game is a sci-fi survival horror classic Dead Space Returns completely rebuilt from the ground up by Motive Studios to offer a deeper, more immersive experience. Harnessing the power of the Frostbite game engine and next-gen consoles, this remake brings jaw-dropping visual fidelity improvements to the gameplay while staying true to the original. Oh, okay, so it is going to be... It's just it's It's basically the first game. They're just... I think just putting everything in new graphics and stuff, but they're calling new it new graphics. Re- but I'm sure that they're adding a bunch of extra stuff. Too. Yeah, yeah. It says so Dead like, Space will be available on PlayStation Five. C- they're going to keep the, X, they're going to keep the bones of the original story, uh, but they're <clears> going <throat> to add 
better, better. Oh, it like, does voice say this. Acting, yeah, Dead know? Space remake developers that motive confirmed that everything in the game will is being remade from scratch mm-hmm. in Frostbite. We are not porting them. It's not up resing the texture, or adding more polygons. No, they're the starting. They're, they're starting really over. rebuilding all these elements, shooting all the animations. They're re- they're bit literally remaking the game from scratch. Yeah, that's they're what I was saying. But they're they're keeping the bones of the of they're keeping the bones of yeah. what Dead Space is. But they're gonna add their own little twist okay. onto it with their with their own visual style, with their own art director. You know what I mean? Like that. Like they're just keeping the bones of the story. I think I just get mixed up between remake and reboot. Reboot is when they're rebooting the series and putting in a new spin to it and a new t- and a new. Um, new story and stuff like that. Well, a remake is more so they're taking the original and improving on it in some form or way. Not necessarily. Not, a, not improving. Sometimes it's not improving. Not, a, not improvement, but they take the original story and they rewrite moder- it. They rewrite and modernize it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, it sounds like it's going to closely follow the original game, but won't be one for one. For example, Capos Oriola references bits of unused level design that were changed during the original game's development. So we might see that be played. Put back into it so literally cut content is coming into the game um ea motive is also planning expanded accessibility options and incorporating links to dead space 2 and 3 in the story or pulling in improvements from the sequels one thing that won't be returning is dead base 3's microtransactions there will be none at all in the remake i mentioned that too none in the remake and it makes me happy to hear that okay microtransactions are okay if they are not going to affect the game in a way that's going to make you win or make it easier for you and if it's just and it's not too pricey like cosmetics or dlc or something like that if the dlc is worth it but hearing that it's not having any microtransactions makes me very happy because that makes the game even better um so and it also sounds like development is very early uh, the trailer above is the atmospheric benchmark to the studio tar- target it's like a minute so it's like teaser shit but it looked like superb for oh my god uh <laughs> it uh she, jasmine just showed me a picture or something i'll get to it real quick um but uh the teaser trailer looks like it's really high res and stuff like that it's bringing in because i'll probably play the remake honestly if i'm thinking about it i played the original and scared the fuck out of me but i still enjoyed a good time out of it Mm -mm. i know you're not a fan of horror games i'll play the horror games here um okay i'm just gonna move on to the next topic because she's really distracting me with what we got in front of me Show um, me what you got. Show me what you got. Well, we can quick. talk about it real quick. Tubs. We got ducks. Our ducks came in. Finally. Yeah, they did. Finally. We didn't talk about this. It took for fucking ever. Like, I don't even know if we even talked about ordering them. You mm. know what I mean? I think we talked about it a long time ago. I know. Like, but, like, you would only know that if you saw our page every week. Because, uh-huh. like, <laughs> like our, our uh, Google Docs page. Because we keep our du- we keep our favorite ducks at the top. Yeah, the ones that we think are worthy of being great. Well, you got so you got some. You got your Wharf Duck, Gollum, Jordy, uh, Picard, Sauron. Those are the ones you got, mm-hmm. right? Did you yeah. get any other ones? Mm. Did you get a sixth one? I think you got a sixth one. Uh, so I got your Tofu one. I got the Gollum one. Yeah. I got Sauron. I got. Warf, I got Jordy the Forge, I got mm. Jean-Luc Picard, and... 
I guess you didn't. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's All it. right, cool. Yeah, no, I got a Resident Evil tofu duck, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. It's whole, it, it's. Uh... I saw it and I was like, "This is very Zach." <laughs> I bought it for him. But it's bigger than I expected. It was. I was expecting like a little, like tiny, you know, little replica duck, like a like a mini duck. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And it was a full size duck and then some. That, yeah. that came in the mail. And that it was, was pretty cool. Really and, and they're adding Jaws ducks to the lineup now. Yeah, that's that's what I was showing you. Uh, it, it, it really brought Jaws me by surprise, ducks. especially the one with a with a shark for your fur suit. Bruce, yeah, Bruce the the, the duck. Bruce the Tubbs duck. And yeah. if you guys want to look for it, the brand name is Tubbs T U B B Z. Yeah. And uh, like I find the stuff on JustGeek.com. Like uh-huh. this isn't. Uh, that, that's, advertisement or anything no. like it's just something that i personally we've enjoy. talked about tubs in the past yeah but yeah like, yeah we talked about tubs <laughs> definitely um speaking of other weird things uh you like your hawaiian shirts and you got a spe- specific one on right now which is the the ghost trainer pokemon hawaiian shirt is what i like to call it because it is a hawaiian shirt-esque shirt but it's all pokemon yeah style it's stuff. all it's all pokemon and stuff. you got a few of those yeah, I got, I got, like, a five or six pack of different Pokemon ones. Yeah. Like, some of them are, like, mix-up Pokemon like these, mm-hmm. like, in different art styles, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like the art styles, like. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, like, I have one with uh, Pikachus on it. I've got one with Magikarps on it. Yeah. I've got one... Uh, what is the... Oh, I have one with Char- uh, Charmanders on it, too. Someone die upstairs. Yeah, uh, it was a bone or something it was like a, that getting dropped. Uh-huh. Or Brian's phone. That's probably it. it Brian, is probably Brian's probably phone. fell asleep on the couch mm-hmm. and just dropped his phone. So there's a new Hawaiian shirt in town. Get ready for Days of the Beach with the Godzilla Hawaiian shirt. Are you ready to drop some fat cash for this? Um, the Hawaiian shirt looks pretty cool. I wouldn't. Th- I'm not denying it. I think That's it looks. Hot. I think it looks pretty awesome. That's hot. It has yeah. Mothra. It has Godzilla uh-huh. on it, like a old shit, style, old like, style Godzilla and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, old style Godzilla. It almost looks painted on. It looks like, like it looks like a Japanese painting and stuff like that, in yeah. that kind of sense. Um, but yeah, it recently teamed te- they uh, Toho International, who owns Godzilla, recently teamed up with. Uh, Rayan Spooner to launch limited edition Godzilla Aloha shirts. I doubt the, they'll even have my size, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, the one displayed is like a medium. I know. Inspiration for the design for these shirts was taken from the three early films, Godzilla in 1954, Godzilla Raids Again in 1955, and Mothra vs. Godzilla in 1964. The shirts themselves are made of 55% cotton, 45% polyester blend, and are available in classic, tailored, and pullover cuts. You can get it in two different colors or more options. Uh, the big thing about it is that it cost $120. Before tax. Yee. Before tax, boys and girls. Uh, oh, where it comes. Do you even, where do you even find it? Do they have like a page? Uh, like a link? I'm surprised yeah. that it didn't even give me a link. I guess I'll have to type it in. I know. Isn't that crazy? Like it doesn't even give me somewhere to buy it. You know what I mean? I know. I'm going to look it up myself. Because Maybe Rain Spooner has it. Yeah, I found it. Rain Spooner himself. Yep. Yeah. I found it too. You can unlock ten percent off your order. You know how much that is, boys. There's two different $12. colors. There's khaki, and there's khaki. Wait, no. There's khaki and there's gray. There we go. I'm not gonna lie. It looks really good. Dude, they do. They. 
they're sold out of like literally all of the button front ones. Wow. And all of the tailored ones, except for the pullover in my size. <laughs> and extra, extra small. Wow, these things sold out fast. I just wanted to talk about it. I didn't know it would go that fast. Holy crap. Okay, I guess people are crazy for it. Um, speaking of things people are going to be crazy for, our final topic of the day. Our final topic of the day. You showed me this, and I I'm surprised. It. Like, it made me laugh out loud. Xbox has done some weird shit as making mini fridges and a big-ass fridge of their own Xbox Series X, and they gave them away. Well, you know, they can make fridges, but you need something to put in it. And you know what goes in it? Xbox donuts, boys. <laughs> Xbox fucking donuts. August 2nd to August 22nd across the UK. Not the US, alright? Like, that's some bullshit, uh-huh. first of all. We're the donut-eating champions. Fuck y'all, alright? No, I'm kidding. I love my UK homies. But, um, August 2nd through August 22nd, they are totally getting Xbox donuts. And then the fans who pick up the promotional dozen in-store, uh, or by, uh, click and collect, will be able to enter into a prize draw and win one of 120 Xbox Series S consoles that you can't even find on fucking shelves right now, guys. Mm. So, uh, if you're going to buy a dozen donuts, like, you, you get a chance to gamble at the same time. You you're, lucky. Right, you right. Lucky you motherfuckers. Lucky, lucky British bitches. It's, like, it's... Not just British. Like, UK. What, it, United Kingdom bitches. Crazy. We watched the trailer for it. It was so... It was hilarious. It was very funny what it they did. It was very funny. Like, the, the, the humor is very underhanded, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. in the same way, like, that Bo Burnham did that commercial. Yeah. You know what I mean? On his... on his. They uh, know what they're doing. They right, know what right. they're playing at with this. And it's at Krispy Kreme. And the thing is, they look like liter- legit Xbox symbols. And I, I th- they don't have a donut hole in them. So uh-uh. I think they're, they're cream... Filled, they're f- and the cream that's on the inside, it's possibly green. It's, I do not know. I cannot confirm but it could be green i'm gonna i'm gonna double check okay just give me a second i need to actually make sure this is something that is okay so they're just giving me images Im- images Im- Im- images images uh of the xbox thing but they're not showing you the inside that concerns me <laughs> you're gonna bite into it and it's gonna be like blue like the fucking milk from it, it's just like haha you got pl- joked by playstation <laughs> <laughs> that's that's funny it's just filled with sweet tarts like uh, but with the playstation logo on it oh my god <laughs> <laughs> oh my god like but that was literally the last thing for the entire, the last thing. entire night we're wrapping up at a just after 1 30 a.m guys Jeez. so uh all right yeah, it's it's been a wild ride. I hope you guys enjoyed our very midnight, specially late night podcast, guys. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be up here really shortly, and nobody's <laughs> going to listen to this in the middle of the night, <laughs> but uh, oh, yeah. may, maybe tomorrow, you know, maybe Thursday, guys. Thank uh, you for coming to the midnight special. Thank you for coming to the midnight special. We will probably do this again. I have no idea. <laughs> Hopefully not this late. No. <laughs> if we've done these late ones before, and they always... They always they... end up very wild. <laughs> All right. All right, we're done. Okay, see All you right. later. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Spitting Nonsense Podcast. 
If you enjoyed anything we talked about and want to support or talk to us, we have included all the links you need at the Spitting Nonsense podcast on Discord. The link is posted in the description. Thanks again for listening.